1: people to believe in me. And I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to <laughs> put his absolutely. tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and
0: look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. <laughs> you did an awesome job. <laughs> it's all about food and yeah. beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The, the point is, from... just beat it like it's your dick.
1: I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards.
2: Are you being sarcastic no. right now?
0: No. Yeah. Bring your body armor. I ran in my jungle once on a ball valve on a kettle. That's <laughs> a true changed. happy ending now live from the
1: brewing network studios in northern california this is the radio program for home brewers craft brewers beer lovers and beer geeks it's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with
3: well expert
1: drinkers this is the radio program with a head on it this is the session
0: welcome everybody it's the session here we are the mighty mighty session and uh, we have a great show for you, as always. I feel like I say
4: that all the time, Tasty, but... Uh, always Why not say it? Right. Yeah. I, I I think so, too.
3: Yeah.
4: I, I feel like... Uh, I mean, they wouldn't be tuning in if we, uh, you know, if they were, couldn't accept our form of uh, quality, you know?
3: <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, so, yeah.
4: I believe that. I believe that very, very thoroughly. Yes.
0: Uh, we have four generals on the show tonight. They're from Renton, oh, Washington, or as some of us would say, Washington. Huh. Uh, we're going to be, uh, be talking with Ross and Mary Hudspeth, I believe. That is uh, how you pronounce their name. Why is my microphone so hot? I think it's fine. Sounds fine, right? Sounds fine to me, but I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe, maybe I'll to... just turn it down a little bit. I feel like everything in the studio, is just, every time I come <laughs> in, it's just a little bit wonkier. Like, I'm turning it all the way down. I don't know if you can even hear. See, that sounds different. I don't know. Whatever, dude. I'll adjust it later. Hopefully, everything's fine. Oh, whatever. Every time, man. Every time, there's something wrong. So now, so okay, we don't have Warren in the studio because apparently he did some talk, which I don't know why oh. he didn't mention this at all. Maybe I he did and I didn't some hear about media it that
4: he was speaking, but that's not today, is it?
0: No, no, it was over the weekend. But he has
4: family back there, I think, or something. Doesn't no? No,
0: though? Candy does, but oh. so he was back uh, in the Midwest somewhere doing a, mm. a talk for something. I don't even know. Yeah. And apparently, he misplaced his phone, which will surprise nobody.
4: Well, everybody, you know, losing the phone, that's pretty common. misplaced. Yeah. Yeah, this means you lost it, you don't know
0: where. He, right, yeah. exactly. So he stayed an extra day to look for it.
4: Oh, Retrace the steps or whatever he had to do.
0: Yeah. Um, and so as a result, he's not getting into like 9.30 tonight. Oh. <laughs> and he didn't find it. He ended up not finding it.
4: Oh, that's too bad.
0: But how do we sound? So goes, oh, okay, we started? On. Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Still fine. Yeah.
0: Cause I don't know, man. Everything's uh, everything's spiking real hard, but I guess we're just gonna go through it and deal with it know. in post. I don't know.
5: I'll ask the chat.
0: Yeah, please do. Sorry, our guys might have messed As it up. guest yeah?
5: one six nine. See, <laughs> because that's who I am.
0: <laughs> uh, see, you sound super garbled right there. You sounded terrible. Rude. Yeah, no, I'm serious. You sounded awful, right, KP? Some clipping, yeah.
4: It's not just me, right? Yeah. It's not getting the full frequency response. But i will just talk in a monotone.
0: <laughs> Hello, this is Tasty. I'm here to tell you things.
5: Okay, actually, you're right. I know. Yeah, I didn't have my. I just have my headphones turned up really loud. I didn't have them on, but mm. yeah, you're right. It sounds terrible.
0: And you sound gross. Sing for us. Sing a couple bars of something. No. <laughs> you sounded gross. It's like uh, you have a compressor on or something. It's, real weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's uh, weird. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by more beer. Fabulous folks at Moorbeer who've been sponsoring this show since before it was bornted. And uh, I feel like if they weren't all in with this show and this network in general, I don't think the bean would have nope. really started. We wouldn't have got out of the nursery. There's no way. We'd have died.
3: Um,
0: so that being said, you should, te- uh, you should go over to morebeer.com because they've teamed up with the great John Palmer to make 27 beer kits that are based on the recipes found in brewing classic styles. Which is the best book ever written by Palmer and Jamil Zaynchef. Even though it doesn't have a foreword by me, it's still a pretty good book. Yeah. Uh, these kits are true to style and are within BGCB guidelines, enabling them to be easily entered into that upcoming competition. Buy two kits and get fast and free shipping from More Beer. Fast and free—that's how I like them. <laughs> shipping, candy, beer—like uh, it, it, immediate.
4: Just whatever you, whatever you free got, and man. Fast.
0: Whatever you got, <clears throat> uh, like I was watching. Speaking of fast and well, not really free, but uh, sort of, I guess. I was watching uh, Netflix. What people are doing that over the weekend. You heard about this? Yeah. Th- you heard about this Netflix thing? I yeah. think it might catch on. <laughs> catch on, it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, there's a dog pile, dog shit pile movie, and the called like Extinction or something mm-hmm. like that with Michael Pena.
3: Wow.
0: you know who that guy well, I is? Know the, I know the actor. Yeah, sure. Um, he acts like he's made of cardboard. He has the the man can show no emotion at all. And the movie's just terribly written. It's terribly written. It mean, works cheap. And I hated it. I hated it. It was Wait, atrocious. Why did you keep watching it? Because you had to see how if it got Wait, better? Was it the, yeah.
5: Was it the one about the aliens? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I watched that last night. It was bad.
0: It was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, tw- I, you know, I've, I'm sitting there and I, uh, because I think I know everything about movies and script writing because I have a script. So if, if anyone wants to buy my script, I'll uh, sell it to you. Uh, <clears throat> um, and, and I look at, I, I move the mouse to see how, how long we've, we've been in the movie because I think it's almost over. And it's 18 minutes, 20 minutes into the movie. And I look at Taryn and I go, it's a bold move waiting until 20 minutes into the movie to actually have some action happen. it right it was terrible it was the slowest fucking thing in the
3: universe I watched
5: two movies last night that were both Netflix movies and they both were awful the other one was I don't remember what it was called but it was with um Forrest Whitaker Jesus Christ uh, um, another actor uh, named Theo James but dude that movie was two hours long and it was atrocious
0: buns It It was was cheeks
5: it was worse it was balls it was awful
4: you guys aren't helping Netflix
0: out here tonight. No, it, no. Was, it
5: was pretty terrible. Couple of
4: strikes. Netflix
0: can eat me. Well, you know, they they have a lot of content yeah. that's just terrible. It's just not
5: good. But you know, yeah. I mean...
0: There's I'm, been articles written about of, like, it. like the
5: six Netflix movies I've watched. Movies. I think I've liked one.
0: Of, like, the Netflix originals.
5: And it was... Yeah, it was, yeah. that's yeah.
0: what these are, right? Yeah, 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 like yeah. Romance
5: yeah. comedy. Like, I had no, zero expectations, <laughs> right. so it was fine.
0: Yeah, right. It was... It, but I didn't have any expectations with um, Expedition or... What did it, ex- expired experiential date
5: Anni- annihilation
0: experience? I l- li- <laughs> literally.
5: I think it was. I can't think of the name. I think forgot. it was annihilate. No, it started with an E.
0: Extension experience. <laughs> anyway, well, <now> I <laughs> blocked it, it out. I <laughs> blocked it out. But I had no expectations. I'm like, okay, I've I've heard it was kind of bad, but woof, dude, woof. And apparently, Netflix is doing this. They're just they want. They're so hungry for content, they'll oh. just make goddamn anything. Wow. It must bad. cost something to
4: make it, but I guess it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, and they just and that's the the beauty of their 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 thing is like they they don't really go by if if the rating system or whatever. It's if a certain number of people watch it, then they feel they've contributed to their library, oh. and that's how that's how you get money. Like if you have a series, that's how they get money. They just they track how many people will watch oh, it. Yeah, and that's oh, it's it. Like, it's like, a like a okay, well, I see. Yeah, gotcha.
4: So if your Netflix made for Netflix movie does well, you you do make more money. Your production yeah. company, your actors. I'll get paid more or whatever. Yeah, cool.
0: Anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. It was just it was terrible. Oh, it was just
5: a Extinction.
0: Experience. Extinction. Yeah, I wish Extinction. that movie would go extinct. But Michael Pena, dude, he just he, the kid shows no emotion, and like his family's getting kidnapped and shot at, and he just. Well, you, right. not want to give anything away right. about
5: the movie because maybe that was intentional, but like it did. was bad.
0: No, it was uh, it was terrible. <laughs> Anyway, I'm looking forward to tonight's guest, Tasty, because they are uh,
4: well, they're generals for one thing. I mean, then uh, there's four. Everybody's of them. got a high rank
0: there, <laughs> right? Uh, tons of loggers. Oh, I love loggers. They love, love doing them. focus great. on loggers, Lager season, and so they are going to. I believe they sent us a Hellas, which is always awesome. Yeah, that's a, good a Mexican dark lager. Oh, yeah, um, great a Weizenbach. Okay. Wow. And uh, I know this isn't a lager, but I'm still really excited about it. A traditional English bitter. Hmm. I mean, you know, a milk stout and, okay, a hazy IP, but that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll no. forgive them because they have well, <laughs> they have a really good lineup of other beers.
4: Yeah, they're trying to sell beer at their place, I'm sure. So you have to, right. want that hazy shit, you know.
0: They really do, man. And yeah. like I've said before, I'm not going to dogging them too much because they have a wide selection no. of other beers, and that's okay. You mix it up a little bit. But those places you have five taps and four of them are hazy, like, get out of my face. I'm not yeah. trying to do that. But I'm really excited to talk to, to uh, Ross and Mary um, tonight we're going to talk about loggers, um, and like I said, Warren isn't here, which is a shame for him. I invited Nate, but I didn't. Oh. I didn't hear back from him in time. So, you know, here we are, Tasty, it's just you
4: and me, dude. We got this. Bring on those loggers.
0: <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this whole thing right now. We are going to do a little bit of feedback today. Who's, Tasty,
4: who, who's brought to us by today?
0: Beer Law Center oh. John at the Beer Law Center, who. Uh, speaking of books written by handsome people, he has a book that I wrote the forward to. So you should go check that out, too. But uh, John's a good dude. He protects your uh, your trademark, and he will also help you navigate all of the filing paperwork that is necessary yep. to start up a fermentation-based business. Oh. Um, and even though if he may not be in North Carolina, um, he can still at least give you some pointers and some guidelines. And he knows the federal, the federal really well, too. <clears throat> exactly right. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is a blast from the past here, Tasty. Uh, this guy is called Brett, and he says, uh, Hey there, I was just searching for the funny Crest, be- oh, maybe it's craft beer, the funny craft beer debate in Alabama, whatever that means. And I found our friend Alvin Holmes. Remember from the Chivas Regal? Is yeah. certified healthy? Yeah. That guy? Um, he just retired, apparently. Alvin Holmes has. Uh, and uh, Brett was nice enough to give us the link to the story. And apparently, Alvin Holmes has, quote, joy in his heart. Joy in my heart, I guess it's mm. quote, quote. Uh, following the election defeat and... He um, got defeated. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. He did not get reelected. Uh, he did not retire gracefully, I guess you should say. He got uh, defeated in battle. as in the meat lobby, I figured.
3: figured. <laughs> yeah. it got him thrown
0: out. <laughs> very yeah. powerful. Very yeah. powerful people. Um, but I was reading a little bit about his his career. And the guy's done a lot of... Good. A lot of cool stuff. Um, It says uh, he helped make Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday a state holiday in 1984. This is uh, Alabama, by the way. Um, He worked for almost two decades to get the Confederate flag removed from the top of the state capitol, which came down in 1993. Uh, Throughout his career, he tried to ensure that African Americans had access to state government jobs, especially professional ones. He says, when I arrived, the only blacks they employed were janitors and maids. I feel good about the accomplishments I've made. I'm so happy that the people gave me a long time to serve. This article goes on to say, uh, but it's a legacy with, a, if it's a legacy with accomplishments, it's also one of some unusual episodes <laughs> and an outspokenness that on some issues seemed necessary and productive and other times seems, seems hyperbolic and led to strange moments. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Holmes first ran for the Alabama House of Representatives in 1974. Wow. Um, in his first race, Holmes told the advisor he opposed tax increases, wanted to make an effort to see more blacks working as employees in the state house and more benefits to veterans. Fighting for fair racial representation runs through Holmes' career and was an issue on which he could show toughness and savvy, um, blah, blah, blah. This is pretty funny. In 1975, during his first full year in the body, Holmes brought a resolution to the floor of the house of representatives that he got passed on a quick voice vote. Most representatives only later realized that they approved the document asking state departments to hire black employees. The advisor, uh, this is the uh, Montgomery advisor, the paper this comes from, the advisor quoted one white legislator saying, quote, do you know what that little son of a bitch did after the vote? Uh, He goes, and Alan Holmes says, I think maybe they'll pay more attention next time. Um, Blah, 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 blah fight over Confederate flag in 1993. He said Governor Guy Hunt, who was opposed to removing the flag, says uh, he called him one of the most notorious racists who ever served in the Senate. Not only a racist, but a stupid racist. (laughs) Uh. Uh, And I think that's pretty funny. He later threatened to blow up a state package of incentives for Mercedes Benz. After meeting with black lawmakers canceled. So finding a lot for black rights. And that's really cool. Obviously, he said, but, you know, he's had some weird, he said some weird shit. And it says uh, during a debate over a craft beer bill in 2008, Holmes started his time at the podium with what's wrong with the beer we got, which became a brief Internet sensation. And I can only think that that they're talking about us. Yeah.
4: I'm sure, I don't think who else would have.
0: Who uh, <laughs> else would have given a shit? Yeah. Especially in 2008. What was the, the craft beer internet scene like in 2008? Yeah,
4: yeah, we, yeah there weren't many people like us that, you know, doing
0: what we're doing, right? Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and take, in, in, I think and we take should. credit for that. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we have that song still. Do you think What st- what the hell was it even called?
5: Hell- oh, it's in there because Scott plays it at the beginning of every episode of the Sour Hour.
0: Oh, he does? Oh, then we can't play it. Oh, that. then I'm not going to play it. No.
4: <clears throat> Basically, it, we don't go that
0: long. anything they do, I don't yeah. want to do. Including talking to you, Bev. Bev, what's your thought? Give me, do me a favor, do some homework, do a book report on um, the old man in the sea. And by the end of the show, I want on my desk, I want one page, single space, please. That's like the, they give you homework, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is from Dan Webster. He says, hey team, new listener here since around November of last year. And I just wanted to give you a shout to say how much I enjoy the session. The banter and humor with a U is thoroughly entertaining, and I even learn a few things. I, He said a fee things, but I, I auto-corrected for him, so it's fine. I'm his Siri. Uh, my best friend of 30-plus years and I are starting up our own craft brewery, so maybe someday we'll be on the show. We take possession of our property November 1st and have a lot of work ahead of us. We have a great relationship with one particular brewery called Moody Ales. It sounds like a brewery I would open in a suburb of Vancouver, B.C. called Port Moody. There's a rad scene there with four breweries in a row. In a row! Only about a 10-minute walk between the furthest two points. Oh,
4: that's a good place to be.
0: That is... They have to have some crazy, um, like, street festivals.
4: Yeah, you could block off uh,
0: you know, like the whole street.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. Can you imagine the bachelor parties that just must roll through there?
0: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, great. but it's Canada, so I feel like everyone would be really polite. That's and like, fine. Yeah, yeah, apologizing all the time. Uh, might be cool to get one or all four of them on the show in the future. Definitely not all four. Uh, that would probably be annoying. But uh, check out the uh, ca website. Oh. Blah, blah, blah. Keep up the good work, guys. And, uh, yeah, Dan. No? Hey, here you go. He says, uh, give Container Brewing a follow on Instagram if you want to keep up with us as we build out. Container Brewing.
4: Okay. Well, one container is enough. A little free plug there for you. Yeah.
0: This is from someone called J.P. Sucks, and his email address is J.P. is the worst 6969. I won't give you, you know, the rest of it, but I feel like it was pretty funny. Send a
4: Gmail account?
0: I'm not even going to say it. Uh, hello, asshole, he starts. First off, I would really like to support the Brewing Network using the Amazon link, but it has not allowed me to click on anything. I went through and tried to change my settings to try and get it to pop up, but I just can't figure it out. Not sure if it's a problem on my end or if it's something you guys can fix. I'd like to give back, but I am way too poor to even enlist as a private in your shitty army. Hmm. Uh...
4: I mean, I don't know if it's not working for you. First, I heard anybody having that problem. Of course, those yeah. don't go through me, but you know, we, I'm sure we'd mention it if it was a problem and we'd fix it. But
0: yeah, I mean, maybe try another browser. Maybe you have yeah. uh, you know something weird going on in your browser.
4: Could be blocking something. Or uh, yeah.
0: uh, secondly, I have a question about sparging. I've been trying to increase my efficiency lately, and I think I've narrowed it down to the sparge. I don't have any fancy way of doing it. I just get my water to 170 and slowly pour over my grain bed using a pot and a strainer. My question is, how much sparge water do I use? I read in How to Brew that I'm supposed to use one and a half times the amount of mash water, but I've been using the Morbier Sparge Water Calculator, and their suggestion is much lower, like way lower. What the fuck? I need help. Which one is right? More importantly, which one is wrong? Is my method stupid and am I the dumb asshole? Am I leaving sugars in the mash? Life is full of questions. Cheers to you guys and keep up the good work. As always, suck it, JP, from JP Sucks. Wow. All right. Dan,
4: what's his name? Dan Webster? No, uh, JP Sucks. That's JP Sucks. That's right. That's his name. Oh, man. Okay, JP Sucks. Um, Yeah. Well, he's got to remember, he's, he's brewing to a volume, right? the amount of yes. sparge water you need is the amount of sparge water that get you, get you to your pre-boil volume. You just don't like oh, sparge you know this much or that much. You know, you want to do a full boil, you got to you, know, you want to get to that to that volume. Yeah. So, you know, that's how much you need. My my right. system my it's it's always equal to my batch size.
0: Yeah, exactly. If um, I'm doing a, a 12 gallon uh,
4: making 12 gallons of wort, I got to have 12 gallons of sparge.
0: Exactly right. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, measure in your in your kettle. Account for boil off, you probably yeah. boil off, I don't know, depending on your kettle, a gallon and a half, maybe. I don't know, you can try it. Measure that point, if, uh, you know, so if you're five gallons, if you have a five gallon kettle, you know, six, or if you have a five gallon batch, you want to end up with five and a half gallons, you yeah. probably start with six and a half. Right. And but then um, you, but you just, you sparge you just to that. You feed
4: more sparge water than you need, and then you, again, you just you run off till you get the pre boil volume that you want. Right. And the gravity should be what you've calculated that gravity should be. If it's yes. not, then you use the wrong calculation, and then you, you, have to make some, you have to make some adjustment there. You have to add more water, or let it run longer, know, let the sparge run longer. If you you just make a little bit more beer, you have to change the hop, hopping regimen to make add more hops because you got more. You're making more beer, a lot of what you're going to throw away when you're done boiling. That's all the that's all the downfall that's missing your your target gravity.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like when I used to brew, <laughs> when I used to brew on a system like that, is I would just. I would just get a full kettle of uh, sparge sure. water. Yeah. And I would probably just have several gallons left over depending yeah. on what, what kind of beer I was making. But sure. then that's your cleaning water. Yeah. Yeah. So it's never right. really going to go to waste. Exactly. Um, and it's also less math you got to do. You don't have to no, worry it just, about it. Yeah. yeah.
4: You, you treat yourself like, like a brewery. You just have a hot liquor tank. You don't measure. You can have a flow meter, I guess, if you wanted to. Like, but you don't really need it. Mo- most breweries don't even use them. Because, again, they're, yeah. they're brewing to a volume. That's what they're doing. Their recipes by volume. They collect a volume exactly right yeah.
0: so there you go JP sucks
4: <laughs> just yeah, get a bunch of sparge water yeah get and a bunch again, of sparge until water you you get, until you it. get the right amount of pre boil volume that's what, you, that's what, you, that's what you're uh, sparging to I wonder how
0: he's doing it because he has a a, a strain well he has a, he, said he has a second pot so yeah he should be fine yeah, so his... is your method stupid no are you a dumb asshole maybe I don't know jury's still out are you leaving sugars in the mash uh, taste it. Dig down like I don't yeah. know, three or four inches because the top is always going to be super dry of, of sugars. Yeah. But dig down and then and then taste it. And yeah. then if you are leaving sugars, but I also want to know what your starting gravity is and what your target is supposed to be. Like that's going to tell you a lot of numbers too. But sure. um, you know, because you might be doing it a fine way, but you maybe you're not super efficient at sure. sparging even with your little yeah. strainer. No, I, I like I
4: your idea of tasting the grain. It yeah. tastes different areas. The edges at the edges are sweeter. You're probably not getting as much flow through, through your green bed.
0: Yeah, so there, JP sucks. Speaking of sucks, my kid sucks,
4: dude. Oh, what is she? Five months old. She's four Five,
0: months. Four months. But she's she's like super gassy now. She's not sleeping, and I just I was just not not You're into actually, it.
4: You actually expected a, a perfect perfect child, huh?
0: Well, wow. I, that's what I was sold. I was sold a <laughs> bill of goods, Tasty, that I didn't uh, oh, I haven't delivered yet. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. I just, the the problem is, dude, <coughs> excuse me, I get really frustrated oh, um, yeah. with shit. And uh, it's just, it's not fun, especially working this show, like this shift, because I have to leave early and drop the kid off at Terran's work. Oh. And we swap the kid, and then I come in here early and whatever. When I'm hosting the show, I have to come in earlier. Right, right. And if she doesn't take the naps then when she's supposed to take the naps, then I can't do my other work for my other two jobs, and then come and do this, and then hopefully take a nap. Every day somewhere. is
4: a challenge in terms of logistics. I see. Y-
0: yeah, it was j- especially just she's got her these Mondays. Yeah. She's got her own thing. So she slept for half an hour one of her naps, and I almost punched her through the wall, <laughs>
4: dude. Like I, you're, you can you're, beg all you want, it's not going to help. But you're tired.
0: You're you're oh, yeah. sleeping, and yeah. then and then you wake up, and suddenly I'm the funniest thing you've ever seen.
3: Uh-huh.
4: It's just, it's
0: had a bad day. Could not, well. not, not feeling it. Not feeling it today. But that's all right. It's, it's fine. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. All right, we're gonna take a break here, folks. And when we come back, we're gonna speak into four generals from Renton, Washington. Ross and Mary will be on the line. We're gonna be tasting some loggers, talking about loggers. It's gonna be a good time. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
0: Suck it, JP.
1: Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too for craft brewers and home brewers 5 Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer spoiling bacteria PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers and more 5 Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies safety supplies, heat exchangers pumps, hoses and valves and 5 Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations if you you have a cleaning problem, you need the five-star solution. Visit 5starchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the five-star treatment today. This session because life's too short to listen to crappy radio.
0: All right, thanks for hanging on, everybody. Before we get to our guests, I do want to tell you guys about grog tags, they are your one stop homebrew customization shop. They have it all from reusable beer and wine labels to durable metal signs, high-quality coasters, and everything on the site is customizable. So get creative over on grogtag.com with one of our hundreds of templates and we'll print on high-quality materials and ship it out to you. It's easy. Check out grogtag.com today and use code BN ARMY to save 10% on your next order. That's grogtag.com code BN ARMY to save 10%. And obviously when I say you know, we and us and ours. It's not the Brewing Network. Right. It's uh, the folks at grogtag. Mm-hmm. All right, we should have Ross and Mary on the line. Are you guys there? Hello. I think uh, we don't have them on the line, Bev. There's silence. Would you mind uh, giving them a call and uh, tracking that down, please? Thank you. And it says like the uh, Skype account is Mike, but we're not talking to a Mike, right? Just Ross and Mary. Okay, that's cool. Oh, we got an incoming call. Let's see if uh, let's see if we got that uh, Brewing Network. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how you guys doing?
2: Good. Fantastic <laughs> yourself.
0: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. It's good to see you guys We don't have a, a, a camera on But if you wouldn't mind uh, we, If you kill your, uh, your video Then I think we'll get a better We'll ensure a better connection on the voice
3: uh, let me... Is that
0: cool? Does that work? Perfect
3: Beautiful.
0: I love it Alright, we got you I'm excited man How you guys doing? I appreciate you taking time out of your lives And your, your, your day Which I'm sure is very busy running a brewery uh, To come and talk with us Thank you very much
2: Just a little bit. Well, we're doing pretty
0: good. It's hot as hot up here. What uh, what temperature is it up there?
6: Uh, It's in the 90s.
0: Oh, geez. Mm. You're having California weather.
6: Yeah, and we have no air conditioning, so
0: yeah, it's fine.
2: Well, we got air conditioning here in the brewery, but it's
0: not great. So. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like in that video that you were standing next to a fan. Are you guys, like, in the walk-in and trying to cool down? <laughs> right
6: in front of it. Right in front of it, <laughs> wishing you we were in the walk-in.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Maybe you've got the uh, inventory hops, everybody. I'll, we'll be back in four hours. It'll be yeah, fine. It. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I used to work for a homebrew shop for, uh, for more beer, and uh, that was the best job during inventory because we did inventory in the summer. And it's like, I'm going to count hops. So I'm going to put yeast away. And you're there for an hour. You like, Oh, this feels good. This is, this oh, yeah. is good I'm time. I'm
6: going to count
0: kegs. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to count. Uh, Mary, we have four kegs, and you know that. I know, but I need to make sure that they're... <laughs> still,
6: I have to make sure it's the right keg.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so let me get a couple things out of the way. Uh, four Generals is the name of the brewery. Uh, how long have you guys been operating? How long have you guys been making beers? We've
2: been open for just over two years, two years and a couple days. Uh, We've been a company since 2013, but as I'm sure you guys know, it takes a long time to get something like this off the ground. Right, right. Um, So we signed our lease in September 2015, and then we're hoping to be open in 2015, and we're like, yeah, we're just going to happen, and it turns out July 22nd,
6: 2016 is when
2: we actually open the doors to the public. Oh, so about three years, two and a half,
0: three years?
6: Just Uh, over two. Just Just over over two. two. Well, just over two open to the public. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That's not terrible. I mean, I've heard a lot worse. Um, so I think you we, might we be got, lucky at that.
2: We got kind of lucky. We started calling TTB and finally got our approvals. And the uh, the city we're in was fun to work with, but uh, we made it through. <laughs> they were
0: was that were they actually like pretty supportive? Because that would also be very rare.
2: They were supportive, but had no idea on how to be supportive.
6: Ah. Did you say working with the state was the easiest government entity that we dealt with. Really. Yes, and the state was amazing.
0: Okay, well, that's good. I mean, you guys have a, a fair amount of breweries up there already, so I feel like the state should kind of know, because we've run into that a lot, Tacey, where yeah. uh, local municipalities and whatnot don't, they have no idea yeah, about... Yeah,
4: their first time out, they have no idea what they need to control or how what they're they different than a restaurant. They try to fit them into some, we on the wrong hole, you know.
0: Yeah,
2: is they, that... exactly yeah. what we ran into. They tried to make me put a grease trap in my... In my <laughs> where's the grease, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know. It's a grease trap.
0: Did you have to do it or were you were you at least able to talk them out of that weird I ended stuff? Up
2: going uh, over the head or yeah, over the head of the inspector and getting that changed. We did end up having to do a two hour burn room for our all electric brewery. Uh-huh. Um, What's a burn room? It's two layers of type X five H sheetrock with a specific nailing pattern, and then the lid's got an air gap between the two layers. And any windows are two-hour fire rated, and the doors are an hour-and-a-half fire rated.
0: Wow. Oh, so if you had a fire in that room, it would burn for an hour-and-a-half without, without the Without escaping
2: the room for our electric system. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so the grease trap, the, someone actually was like, okay, that sounds stupid. But the burn room, they're like, nope, it makes total sense.
2: Exactly. It's like, okay, guys, if that's what it takes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were just happy at that point to find a, a way out, I imagine. Pretty much. So, uh, Ross, now you are the brewer there. Um, how did you get started in in commercial brewing? Or w- were you a home brewer beforehand? What's your, what's your experience like?
2: Um, so my buddies and I were sitting around, and I'm using air quotes here, when I was 21, <laughs> uh, having some beers. <laughs> of course, and yes. We were like, hey, we can do this better. And actually thinking back about it, I think by the time I actually started brewing, I was actually 21. But hmm. the story had started before then. Uh, So we made some really bad beers in the beginning. Uh, We had a kit that another friend had, and we brewed it up, and we thought it was great, and it got us drunk. Um, But (laughs) that was about it. And then uh, I kept getting more and more interested in it, and I started taking some classes. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Larry's Brewing Supply, but they were around for 25 years or so up here. Oh, wow. No, never heard of them. Yeah, so they had a bunch of uh, classes they offered. They also provided most of the smaller breweries around here with grain uh, when they were open. They're not anymore. Uh, Uh, So I took some of the classes, and I met people, and I joined my homebrew club and started building my system better. Uh, Went from extract to all grain pretty quickly. Uh, Was doing brew in a bag for a little while. Got bored of that. Said, you know, I really want to have control of all this. So ended up finding a pretty good deal on a three-vessel Kegel system. Mm Mm-hmm. And then turning it into a three-vessel table with herms and plate chiller and pumps and all the stuff that basically I have now. I tried to emulate what I was going for here. Yeah. So I brewed on that for a few years. Um, ended up with conical fermenters and temperature control and all, of, all the stuff you'd expect to have.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you kind of you, you hit those those uh, layers or the levels, right, Tasty, of, of, of when you're homebrewing. You start with a couple pieces of equipment, and then somehow <laughs> that next maneuver... Is everything? It's, yeah, it's the, think, the pumps and all the kind of
4: stuff. Soon right? You realize where you're going. You know, like <laughs> I'm also just going on it. You know, why, why? Why does You know, why does Nickel dime this thing? Let's just go right forward
2: <laughs> Right. 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 Yeah. Well, and I got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm I'm going to save my money for some brewing equipment and some top ramen and yeah. make some more top ramen because yeah, yeah. I was, I want that piece of shiny brewing equipment exactly. <laughs> you just budget for the, the what's important.
0: Yeah, and you know, in in home brewing, and I, I wonder if commercial brings the same way where you can you can buy really expensive stuff to help you do you know, whatever it is, a transfer, whatever it is, but you can also cobble something together that will. That will sort of work, but it won't work as well. And you kind of do you have to convince yourself that uh, that hey, this more expensive piece of equipment, like a conical, for example, in home brewing. Um That'll help me make better beer, you know. It 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 does, but you can also make really good beer in in a carboy. Is there something like that on the on the commercial side where you could take that sort of I'm growing up my homebrew equipment experience and kind of you know parallel it
2: with? Okay, all right. (laughs) Your
6: your timing's impeccable.
2: (laughs) Okay, good. I've been a mechanic uh, my entire working life until we actually got the brewery up and running, Hmm. Uh, and I've got my degree in automotive restoration. I specialize in '67, '378 Mopar muscle cars, Dodge, Plymouth, Chrysler. Oh wow. Um, and that's what I did. That's what I had a degree in. Um, so here on the commercial level, I was sitting around talking with the head plant guy for Georgetown Brewing, because he's a friend of mine, and he said, oh, you need a glycol system. Don't go spend fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars 16000 I got the perfect unit for you. How many tanks? You know, blah, blah, blah. How many barrels? And I told him. He said, oh, yeah, my system I got for you worked, uh, worked great. Come down and just pick it up out of my garage. Huh. So I go down, and it's an old Copeland Scroll compressor. um, air conditioning unit and then he had a heat exchanger and so we got the whole thing put together um it's an r22 system it works pretty good uh until last week when it got really hot up here or two weeks ago i guess uh and then thermal coupler inside of the compressor decided to start over pulling amps so i ended up sitting on my butt for probably mm. two weeks trying to figure this out i'm not an hvac technician um, i know a way more about it now than i ever have <laughs> uh, and it ended up being a five dollar part but he did save us you know $15,000 because of Jeez. being able to put this system together that was off-the-shelf parts but not designed as a glycol system.
0: <laughs> That's the homebrewer's ingenuity, man. Yeah. It's, it's not designed for this, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Like exactly. Those, it, like
2: it works pretty well. I've got a 5.5 horsepower compressor for 54 barrels of cold side, and so I can do what I need to do now. There you go. Hmm.
0: There you go. Is it something you're looking you're looking forward to in the future to – Get a, an actual glycol system, or is this going to work for you and you can kind of part it out to, to do what you want it to do?
2: Uh, going forward, we're not going to be able to use this one because we're look, actually looking at a 20-barrel brew house now. Uh-oh. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, so, but Terry, the same guy, who said, well, I've got Georgetown's old unit that's another one of these <laughs> special ones. So I'm trying to convince my partners at some point that we should go and buy a normal uh-huh. built one. Which sorry. means we'll probably
0: end up with the one from Georgetown. Nice. Uh, can't. Oh, okay. I was going to say it was hard to hear because the comp- sound like the compressor came on.
2: Yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. Be yeah, off here in just a second.
0: Cool. Yeah. If we can kill that, that'd be uh, uh, that'd be cool. That help out. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 I don't know. I guess re- refreshing or interesting. I guess tasty. I don't know to 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 hear that that kind of stuff still happens on. The commercial side. Well, when you you're know, first turning well. out, you
4: don't have the 15000 or you got a better place to put it. I mean, you may have it. It may be in the yeah. budget, but you go like, well, if we can get this for free, then, yeah, it's probably a good move. Got
2: another uh, custom-built 7-barrel tank for us because I took a tape measure oh. uh, after being open for a year, and I said, i got this much space. I need more tanks. Yeah. And we have four 10-barrel uni tanks. And I said, well, what can we do? And the manufacturer said, we can do two sevens for you. They're tall and skinny, so they act a little bit different during fermentation, but it's been a lifesaver.
0: Oh, yeah. How much? How much different do you think? Do you,
2: do you... Um, the biggest thing I notice is when I'm clearing the beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I typically only use those ones for ales because they're tall and skinny. And as I'm sure you guys know, with lager beer, short and fat is better. Yeah. Um, so it just they clear a little bit slower uh, than the other tanks do, and I haven't really noticed much difference when I do primary fermentation in them versus a ten barrel batch of something. They taste pretty much the same. Uh, but I've always felt hmm. like there's just something different. So as long as okay. I don't really use them for seven barrel batches, it's it's great.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So it sounds like the flavor impact is is minimal, if if anything at all. Just it's just finishing up the beer is a little bit of work, or
2: exactly okay. just a little bit more time. That's and, not too uh, bad.
0: That's a good trade off for for be, for having essentially a, a, a second vessel. You got to do a little yeah. bit more work on it. That's all right.
2: Yeah. For having fourteen barrels more capacity, it's. It's nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you got all
4: kinds of time, so why not double
2: batch every day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Time's
0: free. And Mary, what about you? What's your uh, do you have any experience in the uh, in the brewing industry or is this all new to you as well?
6: This has been brand new to me. I was a fifth grade teacher uh, teaching math and science. (laughs) Oh, nice. And an old degree in economics. And when Ross decided he wanted to do this, I decided to take a year's leave of absence from teaching and, you know, help a little bit. And Mm -hmm. when we decided to go full scale, I quit my job and decided to, you know, put everything into this to make it work. So he does everything on the brew side. I do everything else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So So you're really the key
6: Oh
2: yeah! More than anybody realizes. Without without Mary, this place would not work. Hmm.
0: I bet uh, you know you, you you can make the beer, but if if you can't buy the stuff to make the beer or keep the lights on or if you're
4: not paying your taxes or your bills, you're going to be in
0: trouble.
6: Oh yeah! You can't, and that's you been can't a good learning curve. Trying to you know not that I haven't paid them, but just no. all of the taxes involved. I, last count, I think there is like twelve or thirteen different taxes I have to pay. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
4: Yeah. Somebody's gotta do it. And you gotta be on top yeah. of it. And it's eighty percent business. And you're the eighty percent it sounds like. Right.
6: Exactly. And then you know, fun things like Washington State that here in this state for our type of business, even though we have a tap room and probably what seventy five percent of our beer is sold through the tap that's room about, at right? this
3: point. Wow.
6: We and we have no food. I have pretzels I buy at Costco that I pour into little trays and I have prepackaged <laughs> chips and that's it. We all have to have our food handlers permits. But we don't have to have our mandatory alcohol servers training permits.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Man,
6: makes a lot of sense.
4: Which you do anyway? I assume.
6: Um, not everybody that works here does. Really? Yeah, I've made them all go through the training, but not pay to get the card. Oh well, I'm just
4: long the head the training. That's all I'd be concerned about. Yeah. Well, the yeah. card the card doesn't mean much. It's just yeah. yeah. Just know it
2: means that they know.
4: Got 15, 20 bucks, and
2: yeah. there you go. Yeah.
0: That seems uh, God. That's we. That's weird. But I, I mean, I, I guess like uh, we were saying a little bit ago, it's. They're they're treating you like a restaurant, and that's all they know.
2: Yeah, and that's been really specific for Renton. I have a really good friend who owns Flying Lion Brewing in Seattle, and they are the same size as us and the same system almost. Um, and they were about eighty to hundred thousand dollars less to open, just because Seattle understands what needs to happen, whereas Renton did not.
0: Are you the first brewery in in town?
2: Yes. Well. Technically, we were not the first one because there was a home brewery, uh, garage-based one on a twenty-gallon system, but they've mm-hmm. shut down since we've opened. And there was a
6: brewery that was here about fourteen years ago that shut down about ten years ago. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay. All right. So, pretty much, you're you're the first modern. Yeah. If I can, if I could say that, if that's a thing, modern <laughs> brewery. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Everything's kind of reused there anyway. We go. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, huh. So, is there is there a a, a plan to I don't know uh, educate the city council or or to get more brewers in, in into the town or, or you know to to kind of help anybody else so they don't have to blaze the trail like you guys
2: did? I did just hear of another brewery that's looking to come into the town. Um, I'm not really sure what the space they have because I don't know about in California. But in Washington, everything I understand, you can't open a brewery below residential. You can below commercial. Uh, we are actually below another commercial establishment.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, but the space that I saw the signs up on yesterday, this is the first I heard of it, mm. uh, was below residential. So I don't know if it's a guy going to brew out of a different location, just have his tap room there. Uh, but we welcome it. You know, if we can get more good beer, that's the other thing. They have to be good. <laughs> uh, if we get more good beer here, that just means more people are going to come here and enjoy great beer.
0: Yeah, exactly. When you say below residential, you mean it's like a two story and the brewery would be at the first and then the house or the apartment would be on the second?
2: Yeah, except this is like a five, six story apartment building. But yeah.
0: Hmm. That seems uh, that seems <laughs> kind of cool, to <laughs> <gonna> be honest. <laughs> know.
2: Just
0: get downstairs
6: for your morning. Oh, yeah. Evening. Evening. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. Let's, you know, why not?
2: <laughs> uh, so being, being below commercial we ended up having to put a lot more venting in than we ever realized possible so yeah. we had to, we were in a brick building it's 14 inches thick had to put 10 inch holes in it um in order to put our exhaust fans up and out we just had a condensing Jeez. cane on our original brew kettle um well same brew kettle but original condensing cane so instead of venting it out but that had to change because the people upstairs went whoa it smells like delicious yeah. beer we can't have that
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. well it you were, was annoying
0: you were getting complaints <coughs> yeah wow well hey man not everyone likes the smell i guess but uh i don't know why i never understood that like my mom wouldn't she never really dug it i was like what how do you not yeah. like it it smells great
4: if you if you know beer and you've and you've been around uh this smell of uh, mashing grain, yeah you, you can you, you equate the two together and then you make the connection if you're the yep. person upstairs and you're trying to finish you'd eat your, you know, your salami sandwich, and it's, you know, it's tasting weird. Yeah, it gets annoying. <laughs> exactly. You're the old coot in four B. Yeah, like you don't feel like you're in control. You feel like somebody's got uh, taken over your air.
0: Mm, yeah, I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that. So, uh, Ross, why the focus on uh, German beers and lagers? What's what? what Do not you know that West Coast cloudy IPA and pastry stouts are the thing? What's wrong well, with you? Um, I'm because kidding I, because I uh, love lager.
2: brew is scottish like i am and absolutely anal about german beers and that kind of rubbed off on me Mm -hmm. when i opened this place he was here opening day i mean we're still really good friends i actually i just hired him as my new not new but as my brewer when we go bigger as my second brewer um but he was like i'm gonna turn you into a german brewery and i said no you're not and i opened up with some ales and we had a sour on tap that was pretty cool a barrel aged sour um and it was all well and great and then i started really going in my mind going what is good beer what's going to continue selling and then because mom's in pink boots here uh we got an invitation to sign up for the pink boots bavaria um beer brats and beyond tour and
6: which for any pink booters out there sign up i think you have one more day to to go for the scholarship and it is an incredible experience
2: what what is that can you can
0: you tell me a little bit about that
6: it is a trip sponsored by Pink Boots, and which is the International Society of, of Women Brewers and Women in Beer, and they, we had a small group. There were 13 of us last year, 11 women, and my two other owners, Ross and my husband, Mike. And we went to Germany, and we had 10 days in, what, 13 breweries. We went to a hop farm. We went to... Weirman uh, Malting, um, oh, part geez. of a parade in the town of Spalt to deliver the new fresh hop beer. Oh, wow. Uh, but, just But these weren't just visiting
2: breweries. These no. were actually tours, of, tours by the owners and the ladies who worked there. Mm. And as we found out, you don't know, have to be Pink Boots members because Pop and I were able to go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was an in-depth, uh, beautiful tour, and it really cemented my love for German beers. So we said, you know, let's okay. really turn our focus to German beers, well, st- well, staying relevant and continuing to make the beers that make right. us money at this time, so we can stay open. <laughs> so
6: we, we've got a nice hazy IPA, and we've got a good mm. West Coast IPA, and we've got a bunch of other styles too that you know spread the wealth.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was kidding because I, I I love German lagers. I love lagers in general, uh, German or otherwise, I suppose. And uh, I I wish just everyone made them, but uh, I understand that. You do have to make money, and and it's been a lesson for me to learn. It's been a hard lesson because uh, you know if I had my way, um, I would have all the beers that I like to drink, and then everyone would be out of business, and then we'd all just be back to mm. drinking Coors Banquet, which exactly. is a fine you know, and, beer. And, and we
6: can turn a batch of the hazy in like eight days, whereas the lager is two to three months. Yeah,
0: really? Does that does that depress you at all, <laughs>
2: as no, lovers of German that beers? Participation and then the trying it throughout the process. I'm getting like more and more excited about it, and. Yeah, um, it would bum would me out. Yeah,
0: it would bum me out honestly a little bit that people don't. Uh, do, do you have a, any sort of I don't know action plan or, or education to to uh, to educate the people about loggers and about the loggers that you brew, or is it kind of like well, look, everyone knows what a logger is and, and they're going to go for this, and maybe we'll get them on the the Hellas every now and then, but <laughs> for the most part, it's a beer that that you like making, and and the other people buy it, and if they don't, mm, they don't.
2: So we actually just opened Mondays for the summertime, and Mark, who I don't know who met Mark, but Mark's the guy who introduced all of us and got this to happen, Um, he is working Monday nights uh, in the taproom for us, and he's going to start doing a beer education uh, Monday night thing. So Mm. his idea will be, uh, we're going to get some of those sampling, off-flavor sample kits. Oh, yeah. We'll do a flight with, you know, say the Hellas, and then we'll, we'll dose it with DMS and diastol and all those. And it really just start to help educate people on that.
0: That's great. I think so. that's cool. I think a lot of people need that because there's, there's a lot of bad beer out there. And it, yeah. it, it helps if, if you know what that is. If you know even, even like if you like American light lagers, even just to know what a heat damaged American light lager tastes like, cardboard. you yeah. can avoid that.
6: We also our Hellas is called Wells Hells because we're on on Wells Avenue
3: yeah
6: um, and for a long time we just had the name up on the board the Wells Hellas. and about two weeks ago we decided okay, we need to change this we need to put descriptions up and running the tap room now all of a sudden I have a whole lot of people saying I want to order the logger mm-hmm. and it I've gotten written up there Wells Hellas. Bavarian lager. Mm-hmm. And I have a whole lot of people that now that order the lager or the German red ale instead of the alt beer, um, the, yeah. you know, dark wheat beer instead of a Weizenbach. So just putting up yeah. more descriptive names yeah. up on our yeah. menu board has really bumped sales of, of those beers.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah. Any information the consumer can get just enhances their experience a lot. And then when they leave, they're smarter knowing that they're drinking a, a Hefeweizen versus, you know, a beer that, that, you know, they don't know what the style is. Exactly. It, it, it sounds like
0: there's much more education about styles, and people are keying into that. Is that what I'm, I'm hearing? So you, you put up that uh, the Hellas is a logger, and people are, are are hitting on that because they they're familiar with it versus versus the, the name Hellas. Like, oh, I don't know, I'll just do the IPA. But the, the logger they kind of key into.
2: Most definitely. Yeah. When we did the same thing with the Pilsner, it was a big mm. jump in sales. We are like, oh, wait, I've heard that word. I know what a Pilsner is. It's mm. a lot.
0: Of- well, I appreciate that, honestly, because, you know, there's nothing more frustrated than going into a bar or a brewery and not seeing any styles at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm possibly overeducated. I know too much for my own good, and uh, it makes me miserable. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, going into a thing, and like, okay, it's, it's a, here's a cool name, but I don't know what that is. I can kind of guess maybe by the alcohol percentage, but... For the most part, for the uninitiated who are, you know, just coming in for a casual beer, um, uh, the more they know about the style they're drinking, I think the better overall we're going to be as a as an industry.
2: Yeah, most definitely. And I've noticed a lot of bars, too, are getting the new digital TV screens. Yeah. And, and uh, people are able to look it on their phone. And I <laughs> see people looking on their phone and going, oh, that's a whatever. And we don't have that here because we don't rotate through beers very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not really the style we we're going for for the look of a tap room, but that's pretty cool. It helps educate a little bit more. It helps them kind of understand what they're what they're about to order.
0: Yeah, but you know, I I, I think there's something to be said for the face to face education rather than the the digital. You oh, know, digital is sure. cool, but you know, I kind of want to talk to someone about it. And I, I feel like yeah. if you're going to the tap room, you're you're a, a talking kind of person. But it sounds like you have that kind of vibe going anyways there.
6: It's, it's pretty amazing because I love, you know, I work the tap room three days a week and I love the people that come in that don't know much about beer and to be able to talk with them and explore and figure out what they like and say, okay, I want to give, you know, have you try a few things and tell me what you think and where you're going and be able to talk and explain what things are Mm -hmm. um, is fantastic. And I've had so many people later, it's like, oh my gosh, this was so great. Thank you for taking the time. And yet that's what really brings me joy is, you know, I, I was a teacher. <laughs> so it, it really helps and it, it, yeah. it makes my day go a lot more quickly if yeah. I can talk with people and have a good time and to educate someone is really a plus.
4: Everybody wins. They win, you win.
6: Exactly. Great. Great.
4: That's great. Well, it's great you're doing the Monday night training. I'm a little, I, I, when you say you're going to be teaching the off flavors, you know, that's a, I'm just a little bit of warning there. That's a two-edged sword. I mean, sometimes if you learn the off flavors and can detect them, your, your drinking experience is not going to be, as good as it was before. You're going to go sure. into a place and go like, oh, this is that corn thing. I see. You yeah. mean
2: like what you and I and everyone yeah. here experiences? Yeah. So, so <laughs> off
4: flavors to me, training is more for people who make beer and troubleshoot beer. Not so, uh, The average consumer is probably better off learning about styles and, and the descriptors uh, for tasting beer. Like what does that descriptor mean or when do you use it? That is uh, uh, Mike. I think you said Mike's name. Uh, he could be better off just doing like a, a flight of diff- of six different uh, Hefeweizens and have people just share their thoughts on what they're tasting. Have him, you know, quantify those into the normal tasting terms for those for those beers.
2: Yeah, that's a you know, uh, good suggestion. Yeah.
4: I mean, you could do both, honestly. You could do both. You could do, <laughs> do one-off flavor, and then you could go in and do like a flight of uh, some, a beer tasting.
0: Yeah. Sure. How big is uh, Renton? What kind of population you guys got out there?
2: Oh, that's a good
6: question. I have no idea. Maybe what's eighty, hundred thousand? 100,000?
0: Maybe. Okay. So you're pretty big. What, I mean, Concord. We're
6: basically 20 minutes from Seattle, downtown no. Seattle if there's no traffic. I mean, you know, right now it's probably 2 hours. Right. But, you know, <laughs> 10 miles or so.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. So are uh, just over 100,000. Okay, oh. that's bigger
0: than Concord, I
4: think. That's
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, Yes, yeah, about
4: half the size of Twin Peaks.
0: I think, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I think uh, Contra Costa, I think our our county here has 100,000 people in just the county.
4: Oh, no, this I is a big county. It's got more than Are that. Are sure? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I'm stupid, I guess. the biggest counties
4: in the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. That's huge. Okay. geography,
0: well, geography. To, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and to only have one brewery, I think that's kind of amazing. Yeah.
6: We and we've got others right around us. The next town over, we've got oh. you know one in Tukwila and one down in Kent. The next town in Newcastle. So all of the hmm. towns surrounding us each have at least one. And literally, I can pop over the hill and within, again, no traffic, ten five ten minutes. I'm in a place called Georgetown that has seven eight nine Jeez. breweries, and you know Seattle. I have no idea how many there is right now at this point, but probably 180. Um, yeah, we're we're in the the land of a whole lot of breweries right around here.
4: That's true. Well, it goes. I mean, there'll be uh, beer drinkers, and that's what you're looking for.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you want to pull them. You want to pull them into your spot yeah, too, we'll, for sure. Checking out, okay. out those loggers. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll tell you what. If you guys can hang on for I don't know, probably five ten minutes, uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to get your beers in front of us, and we'll run through those, and uh, we can kind of talk about some of this stuff. That's all right with you guys.
2: Let me go fill up mine while we're taking the break. So I have something to enjoy as well. Exactly. Awesome.
0: Yeah, that would be uh, most beneficial. All right. Ross and Mary, thank you very much for hanging on. We'll be back with you guys, uh, like I said, in about five or ten minutes from Four General's Brewing Company in Washington. Or as Tasty would say, Washington. Hang on. We'll be right back. That's the session. You're listening to The Brewcasters.
1: The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we'd love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out, or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the home brewer's answer book. Brew Your Own magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the Brewing Thank <small noise> you. rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to brew their vast selection Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's evil twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. Find heretic beers near you, click on find some at hereticbrewing.com. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing and you'll listen to the session on the Brewing Network.
0: Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we get to our guests and uh, our beer, we have a couple glasses of beer here poured right in front of us. I do want to tell you guys about branding brews. You sweat and toil over creating exceptional beer. The Craft Brew Creative will assure that your branding reflects that outstanding craft. They take the teferter. I knew every fucking show. I stumble on one live <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but uh, I guess I'm unprofessional. They take the time to understand your vision through a straightforward and results-driven process. The result is something that tangible that will make you proud of your brewery brand and feel confident in your market. Logo design, branding strategy, websites, labels, and tap handles are just a few services Craft Brew Creative excels in. Because of Craft Brew Creative's great relationship with the Brewery Network, they offer 15% off of your first design or branding project, good for up to a $300 savings. So go to craftbrewcreative.com for details. Mention the Brewing Network. Save 15% of your first first, uh, design. Sounds great. God, I need elocution lessons or something like that, dude. (laughs) I I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm tired. I'm just tired all the time.
4: Talking to yourself all day.
0: Yeah, I guess, man. Uh, Ross, are you guys still there?
6: We're we're here.
0: All right, awesome. Do you guys have any kids? Y'all parents?
6: Ross. (laughs) <laughs> Ross, you have with kids. My kid, I have another daughter.
0: Oh man, why? Yeah. How many I like I-
6: puppy dog? So
0: <laughs> yeah, kids are a pain in the ass, man. I don't know why people keep doing it.
6: Yeah, they certainly are. You know, pretty soon you end up with a bird. <laughs> yeah, right. Um,
0: okay, so we have a couple beers in front of us now. We have the uh, the Hellas and the Mexican Lager. And then I feel like at that point you guys can just guide us through the rest of the tasting. Thank you very much. You send a, a lot of beers. What, you send six beers, I think, or something? And, uh, uh, uh.
2: Mark's idea is like, we got to send six. got to do
0: 6 I'm like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I appreciate the uh, the, the, the wide, um, I don't know, portfolio, I suppose, you sent. Um, I went over in the beginning, but there's a Hellas Mexican Dark Lager, Weizenbach, English Bitter, which I'm really excited for, a Milk Stout, and then uh, a Hazy IPA. So uh, uh, we don't often get that much diversity on this show, right,
4: Tasty? Well, that's what they're, you know, obviously they're shooting for there at the tap room is, you know, give people come in, they'll get. Choose amongst a good selection of the uh, different styles. So. God, and I love that too. The, yeah. I, I mean, well, you're a small brewer; you can do that. If they were like, you know, when they get going to twenty barrels, they're going to have to make a, like maybe wouldn't have the option of, of making uh, a lot. More, might have to go less variety because of the big batch
2: size.
0: Yeah, I do want to get to that at some point—the expansion and, and what you guys are planning to do. But uh, take us through this this uh, Hellas please.
2: So the Hellas is. Um a representation of what I enjoyed in Germany on our trip. I came back, and I looked at my buddy Nick, who's the guy who taught me how to brew, and I said, Nick, we have to make a proper Hellas. Yeah. It's 100% German ingredients. Uh, we use best malts. Uh, we're really happy with their pills and malt and Munich malts and whatnot. Okay. Um, it's all German-grown hops, and we use hops that I didn't really know much about before I went on my trip, but are very modern um, Hercules and middle fruit, uh-huh. I believe. Okay, uh, but we just want a really nice representation of what a Hellas was, um, and we think we've a, we think we've got that there.
0: I think it's terrible and tasty. You should give me your <laughs> glass just so you don't have to drink
3: it.
6: It's really good. Damn it!
3: Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, Bev, you can't have any either. Just
4: give me the little
3: yeah, glass. i to,
0: to
4: finish that off.
6: That's uh, actually what Ross is drinking right now too.
4: It's yeah. really good. Well, that's what the brewers drink all day. is beers that they can drink all day. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a reason these styles are popular in Germany. No, okay, yeah, because you know, that's what they want to drink.
0: How long did... Actually, you know what? I, I have a, a, a different question, possibly a better question, maybe a worse question than what I was going to ask. How do you determine what brand of malts to use? Is it, is it something that harkens back to your home brewing days, or, or did you make a batch of this uh, beer with a different kind of base malt and thought, eh, it doesn't really taste
2: right? So we are really fortunate that Nick still has a one-barrel system at his house. Oh, geez. Um, so we test batch everything on that. Mm. And we're working between Nick, Mark, myself, we probably have a combined 25 years of brewing experience. Uh, so we've used a lot of different malts. Uh, we've played with a lot of different stuff. And as I mentioned before, Nick is a Dickler for German stuff, um, so we knew it was going to be a German based malt. We didn't know what mm-hmm. one, but we've been using Best a lot because have uh, we like the flavor, yeah. so we had Best in mind when we designed it. Now we did test batch this beer three times, I believe, before we actually brewed it. Okay, just and to get it dialed in. And this yeah. is a
4: single a malt beer, or is it? Uh-
2: uh, no, it's got uh, Chitten, uh, Vienna or Munich. I can't remember which off the top of my head in it as well.
4: There's what the, the the base malt and then Vienna and Munich. You say
2: it's either Vienna or Munich. I can't remember off okay. the top of my head. Right. And then chip, chip malt as well. Chip malt. What yep. is that? Um. What, if, what would that? What what?
4: What would that? What would I experience if I had that in my beer? A certain flavor or a certain color? It, what what, is, what does it do?
2: Just a little bit of body and a little body? bit of breadiness. Okay, so mm-hmm. bodybuilder. Okay. And breadiness. And breadiness. And breadiness. breadiness. Okay. okay. No, beer, I've never. This, this beer has a
4: unique malt character. I, I can't tell. I, I'm not that familiar with the best malts, it really, so I can't tell whether it's maybe one of the you know the, maybe it's that chit because I've be never that or the EVN or whatever.
0: I don't know if I've seen or 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 at least had a conversation about a beer with chit malt in it. Um, it it, it definitely it definitely has that sweet kind of hella thing that you're looking for, but it is dry and it kind of it feels like it it maybe dries. a it dries up a little bit more than other hell Eye <laughs> Hellas' beer that no. that that i've had before but you still get that that lager flavor that Hellas flavor that you know and love and
4: and it, do you think it do you think it finishes a little bit drier tasty or is it is it me uh, it's it's uh full bodied yeah yeah uh, yeah but not but it is dry. It's kind of like a, it cleans it sometimes, up. Sometimes it goes the other way. Full body. That means it's going to be a little bit sweet. No, it's nice and dry, but it does have a lot of body. Yeah, and it has a real unique malt flavor, which I'm that's kind I'm of really what, dialing into. And I like.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm driving at because it, it's it's with that flavor, which is a little a little bready, yeah, a little breadier, nutty, nutty. I think yeah, really I nutty it's slightly nutty, maybe. like um, almost like buckwheat. If you ever eaten toasted buckwheat for some reason, yes, um, I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, um, and then. With that kind of dryness, crispness at the end, um, because a lot of Hellas's can be kind of sweet and just kind of sit there. Mm-hmm. This does not do that.
4: No, this, this brings a lot more to the table.
0: Even that. even Beth is drinking a lot of it, and she doesn't really drink, she doesn't really drink a whole I lot of it. I don't really dishes. drink
5: on these shows. No, this is my jam. This is great. Yeah. I want all of it.
2: So, so you can think of the also like Carapill, Carafoam, kind of from Byronman. Um, okay. It's the best malt version. Hmm. I see. So, but so we also try to dry our beers out to ten ten typically if you're using uh, specific gravity, yeah. just to help along with that.
0: It's easy drinking, that's for damn sure.
4: Yeah, it's really nice. And what are the unique hops in this? You said you're using only German uh, noble hops or whatever.
2: Only German grown Hercules and Howard Tower Blanc. Hmm. I think it's middle, middle, middle fruit. Middle fruit. On this one. The
4: middle mm. fruit.
0: See, Mary's right there. Ross, watch out. It's what good you buy David. is what
2: you use. <laughs> Got to like, sign the check every time I purchase German hops.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Now, Ross, I won't sign this check until you pronounce it. Tell me what you're buying." <laughs> well, good luck with
6: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a delicious beer. Uh, w- w- what do you think? Uh, I don't want. What am I trying to say, Tacy? I don't want to say like, "Hey, what are the sales on this beer?" I don't want to be like, "I don't want to be that." But h- how often
6: are people buying it? Long- it's flown out the door and we're down to less than a barrel left. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's. We,
2: we tapped it in June. Yeah. So for a lager beer, our Pilsner sells pretty well, yeah. um, but this is outsold the Pilsner probably five to one. Mm. It does not sell like the IPAs, which that hazy IPA you guys have is our number one selling beer every day, of day in, day out. And then sometimes West Coast IPA overtakes it. Mm. Um, but the Hellas is in the top five. It's
4: really good.
0: It's delicious. How many beers do you have on at any given time?
2: About 12. We've got. Yeah, what, about eight, 12. 18 yeah. taps, and two of them are always cider that we get from a local cidery. And oh, yeah. two
6: are We make sparkling water.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. See, that's that's we have, what we, we need here. We have a here.
6: reverse osmosis uh, water filter. Yeah. So we just take the, the RO water and throw the CO2 on it, and two or three days we've got amazing sparkling water.
0: <laughs> I love it.
5: Yeah, I want to come live there. <laughs>
0: come on up, Bev. <laughs> I love cider, and God, I love sparkling water too. And God, I, it's, I know. love this beer. <laughs> I
6: know. We we actually have people that come in and get growlers of the water. Uh, really? No, I would totally. I I would be that person. I would absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. And Bev, I take it home all the time.
0: <laughs> I would too, man. Yeah, that's that's a good beer. Yeah, that that's that nuttiness, man. In the end, that's. Uh, that's delicious. You guys did a good one on that oh one. Um, let's hit this Mexican lager real fast, which is called, what is it called? I can't find my notes. Rentoncito.
2: Rentencito. All right. What's the, uh, what's the deal with the Mexican lager? So that one, we were really excited with the German brewing traditions when they came to Mexico back in the day, and they brought their Vienna lagers with them. So we said, what can we do as an homage to that? So we went ahead and piloted up in a completely best malt recipe of Vienna Lager, and then we called up our local Skagit Valley Malting, which is just north of us by about, I don't I know, an hour. hour. Okay. And we said, hey guys, we really want to start using your product because you're local, it's all Washington. Mm. What can we do in the lines of what the Germans did when they went to Mexico and making that beer?" And so we teamed up with them. We got their malt, uh, their Copeland Pilsen malt, and their Copeland Vienna malt. And then we also, um, because traditionally Mexican lagers have adjuncts in them, we called up our friends at Cascade Beer Candy and got some of their candy beer syrup, which is a rice-based – no, it's a candy candy cane, candy stock-based uh, syrup. And we made the Mexican lager with that with the uh, white – lat. No. Yeah, White Labs Mexican Lager yeast.
0: Hmm. All right, let's take a sip of this tasty. I'm a sucker for a Mexican lager. Sucker nice. for him.
6: And you guys are on the forefront because we aren't tapping it until Wednesday here in the tap room. Yeah, right. so your
2: guys is probably not 100 percent clear. Uh, it's gotten clear in the tank by now. But,
0: oh no, uh, it's I good. think it's I think it's pretty it's pretty clear,
4: man. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, say so. Yeah, it looks good. So we got a scoop, tasty. Yeah, we're good. We're we got only once. This is the first let's time. Just get, let's just check it on tap right now. that to be number one. <laughs>
3: Love it.
0: This is a this is a good beer. That's another really solid. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Well built, well made, clean. Yeah, and then but that and this one finishes about ten ten also Ross.
2: Yes. Yeah, most of our beers do, except for the yeah. milk stout, which is a ten thirty to leave a bunch of that sweetness in there. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, it's it's a yeah. Big beer. Um, yeah, and there's that there's that dryness, just kind of cleaning everything up because it has some sweetness to the to the to the beer. But it doesn't linger. I mean, you know, a little bit, maybe the kind of darker
4: flavors, mm-hmm. a, a tad. But that's kind of what you want, I think, in a beer
2: yeah, like this. Exactly. So, how do these Copeland
4: malts compare to the uh, to the to the best?
2: They are a unique flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article today in a magazine. They're talking about brewers are just discovering the different flavors of different malts from different <laughs> places. I'm going what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if that yeah, hops
4: was the only tool you had, that'd be horrible. <laughs>
2: exactly. Um, so the uh, Skagit Valley, they've got three or four different Pilsners uh, or different varieties of malt that they make into Pilsen malt and Vienna malt and all the mm-hmm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Copeland's kind of their standard, and we've been really happy with what we've been doing with it so far. We are going to start test batching some of the other ones just so we know what they taste like. Uh, we just we started with that one. We were happy with it, so we decided to go forward.
0: Yeah. Are you going to try to move to more uh, uh, as as much local malt and as local products as, as you can? That seems to be the vibe I'm picking up here. local
2: beers, the German beers will stay German malt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but for everything else, you're 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 going to push towards towards the local guys. Local yeah, you, just, you can't
2: replicate the flavor of something that comes from Germany, though.
0: No, 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 no. People, are, people are trying. <laughs> yeah. People are trying, uh, but that's uh, you know that that's great. And I think for for regional breweries uh, um, and and maltsters, I, I think that's a good combination. I wonder if we'll see more little family maltsters start popping up to feed the kind of smaller neighborhood breweries in their state or their
2: region that, or whatever. That would be so cool. When we were in Germany. I would ask the brewers sometimes. I go, "Where do you get your malt? Do you get it from Vireman? Do you get it from Best?" And they're like, "What? No, we get it from Hans down the road. Yeah. Malt, his malt house. He's been doing it for a hundred years."
0: Wow. can, so you, can Hans really- make money at that? I mean, how at some point is that sustainable? Or I don't even know. Well, Hans
2: for two because they sell their pints over there for a lot cheaper than we do. So it's like yeah. I don't, I don't get it. But they've got twelve hundred breweries, I believe. I think.
6: Wow.
4: Yeah, it must work out. I don't know the economics or you know what what Hans needs to, uh, to live on or whatever. <laughs> it must work out; otherwise, he couldn't do it for a hundred years if he's losing money for uh, ninety nine of those. Yep. Well,
6: you know, on the other hand, his beer's cheap, so there you go.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's true. People just buy a ton of it then. Uh
0: huh. Yeah, that's a good Mexican lager. I uh, I like that in those this kind of darker raisiny notes, uh, almost like raisiny plum. Yeah. Kind of Yeah, thing.
2: that's the uh, Carafa Three. I've noticed gives it that nice plum flavor. Okay. Our short which we didn't send any uh-huh. down because we're still piloting, has got quite a few of those plum notes to it. Mm. and It just plays really nicely with the the lightness of the dark lager.
0: Yeah, and I th- I think that's what this is as well. It's it's pretty unique for a for a, a dark Mexican lager.
2: Yeah,
4: certainly within this style, but it's it's really unique. Yeah, what's the ABV on this beer?
2: I believe that one clocks in at 6%, but I'd have to check my notes.
0: Wow. I would be shocked at that. That does, does not drink like a 6%. No,
4: no sign of that alcohol Weird. at all.
2: <laughs> that's why I like to balance things. Even our 7.4 West Coast IPA, people are like, oh, that's a 5%. I'm like, well, drink three of them and tell me it's a 5%. <laughs> yeah, for
4: sure. So you use the Holler Tower hops on this as well, or do you? Uh,
2: yeah, that one's got um, the Blanc. hmm in it instead of the middle fruit, which mm-hmm. is why I always get a mix up because we use a lot of the we use all three of the blancs or the, the uh, long long doors.
4: Doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah so uh, and then it also uses Hercules to bitter okay that's your we pick. use we use Magnum and a lot of stuff uh, but the Hercules after the Germany trip I was like that's really cool I like it I like the little bit more fruitiness it has versus the Magnum oh wow it carries over all the way through huh? well, mm-hmm.
0: well. Are, uh, how often are you pilot matching. Recipes. Are, you, are you finding you have to do that for, for a, a little bit longer than, say, maybe on a, on a, a different system or with different ingredients? Because it, it seems like you're using, some, at least in these two beers, kind of some unique ingredients that, for me, would be it would take me a few times, probably more than a few times, to make these recipes, to dial them in so they taste like the style and they taste like what I want, but still kind of reflecting the unique ingredient.
2: Uh, so the really cool thing about Nick is his system is exactly one-third of the size of mine. It's made by the same manufacturer. It has the hmm. same characteristics. Hmm. So when he and I get together, we will start the process off. I'll go, hey, Nick, I want to do this. Or he'll be like, hey, Ross, I want to do this. Or even Mark, too, because he helps us with um, development. Two of those beers are ones that Mark did that you guys have today. Uh, so we'll get together, and we'll kind of talk about it. We'll all go do our research, and then we'll all put recipes together. And then we email it to each other, and we all kind of look at it. We edit it. We make changes. And we usually end up brewing two to three batches uh, on Nick's system typically. And then we go, okay, we like this, we like that. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, boom. Uh, on the Hellas, we did two batches, and then we kind of merged the two together to make the final production version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's usually within two, maybe three at the most that so we have an idea of what we're getting getting into. Hmm. And I think you're okay. making
4: the point that it scales up pretty well because it is a very similar system. So
2: it's very you, similar. Nick's got um, five barrels of jacketed glycol in his garage. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Jeez. So, uh, a little off the chart today. Commercial breweries around here. Nice.
0: So he's a nutcase, is what you're saying? Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh,
2: well, I think we all are. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. well, that's <laughs> well, that's true. You are true. in the beer business. Yeah. Uh, what everything. beer
0: is this uh, next, Bev? This third one here.
5: Uh, that is the. Um Weizenbach.
0: The Weizenbach?
5: Yeah.
2: Okay. So the Weizenbach we brewed in collaboration with Flying Line. It was actually brewed on their system, um, but Flying Line really helped us out a lot when we were getting started. They started, what, a year and a half before we did? About a year and a half before us. And they sat down and they took time to talk to us, and Griffin and Nick and Adam are wonderful people, and we said, we really want to do a collaboration with you guys. And they said, okay, well, here's like five different beers we've been thinking about. I said, well, we're a German brewery. Let's do a German beer. They said, okay, well, they sent me a recipe, and it had all, like, um, great Western ingredients. And I sent them a recipe that was all German ingredients. Um, <laughs> we got down, We sat down and had a few beers, and we said, okay, if we're going to do a German beer, let's do German ingredients. So we brewed it over at their place. I brought the yeast over. I used the yeast from the Hefeweizen. Mm. Brought it over, um, and we had a great day hanging out, uh, just having a blast together. We brewed some great beer, and then we end up ended up taking a bronze medal in Washington State Beer Awards for collaborations. Oh. Oh, there's a category. That's cool. That's pretty nice. Yeah, it's a new category this year. It was still judged as a Weizenbach, though. And then they they went ahead and did it as that.
0: Well, the aroma on this is amazing.
4: Yeah, it's really
0: nice. You know, and and when I first smelled it, I thought, oh, that's a lot of clove. And then I just smelled it again. That's
2: a lot of banana. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I like about that vine stuff on yeast. It really brings out the phenols. Yeah, and, but it's not
0: one thing or another, and they're balanced really yeah, well. Yeah, and then I smelled see. it again, and it smells like both of them now. So I can't, I can't get a, a, a bead on
4: it, and and I it's I really appreciate that. you have yeah. to kind of look for the one you want. Yes, which is right. great. It's which I like in uh, any beer that has you know flavors, even a spice beer. It's over spice when you, when you don't have to look for it. It's like a choose your own adventure yeah, beer. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> whatever you want it to be. So, what's the fermentation profile of this beer? I got the feeling you're doing. Uh, Something different on uh, temperatures. Does this go into the tall tank for its, its primary fermentation?
2: So, this one was brewed, since it was brewed over there, is in oh, one of their right. standard yeah. 10 barrels, which is very much like mine. Um, we just did a little bit warmer. So, I believe we did primary fermentation at 74 and then we finished it out at 76 to get it down to a 1010. Okay. And that really brings out those phenols. When you do it, what they recommend, I believe it's 66 through 71, I think, or something like that, Mm -hmm. from White East. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just find it doesn't give you the banana and clove, and it's just kind of muted. When you bring it up a little bit more, you get that. If you bring it up more than that, you get a lot of bubblegum out of it, which is what I found in Germany when I was there in October, is a lot of them had the Um, Mm bubblegum. So I did that for the last batch batch of Hefeweizen. I submitted it to Washington Beer Awards, and they went, "No, that's bad. There's diacetyl." I'm going, "That's not diacetyl, guys. That's phenols." But yeah. okay, point taken. I will.
4: <laughs> yeah. They tasted something they didn't like.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's BJCP guidelines on that beer are a little outdated, in my opinion, oh. for what they're brewing today in Germany.
4: Oh well, you got the banana clove. You don't have to, and you don't have too much of it. So no. I never really, again. I would really like to balance it.
2: Well, well, when, I mean, when you bring the bubble gum into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, you you. Yeah. I'm not
4: used. Yeah,
0: even yeah. the dog agrees. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. you know, when when your when your dog can figure out what BGCP guidelines are supposed to say, then that's pretty much that's a good dog. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, bubble gum. I don't know. Do you get? No, I don't get that in spirit at all. No, I don't no. think so. I've got, I, been, I had beers where I did get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that one was done a
2: little bit cooler, so you shouldn't be getting it in there.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's a delicious beer. What's the ABV on this one?
2: Seven one or seven two?
0: Yeah. Man, and and going against the Mexican lager, which is six or whatever, like it, it, they, to me, what? I would guess this is like eight or nine. Yeah. I don't yeah, know because it's of, just more, because of the body, yeah. and a little bit more warmth, but it's still relatively dry. I mean,
2: I don't know. These yes. are came back down to a ten ten, and that's yeah. kind of our magic number around here.
4: Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like where they it. want to finish it.
2: Yeah, we've taken them lower and just not been as happy. We've Done them higher and and I, I go within point two, so maybe it's a ten twelve, but uh-huh. um, that gives me the results I'm looking for. Excellent.
0: What's going on, Bev? There's
5: styrofoam
0: there inside. The okay, all right. Beth pouring our uh, our next three beers here. What's this one? This is the bitter. All right. Talk to me about this bitter, Ross. I, I, I I'm a sucker for Mexican lager and I'm a sucker for for English bitters.
2: So this is 2017 Washington Beer Awards gold medal. Oh. Um, this is... <laughs> when I was a mechanic, I was exhausted one day. I went down and I picked up grains and I bought the wrong stuff without realizing it. Yeah. The next day I woke up and I pulled out my system, my 15-gallon system, and I made beer. And it wasn't the color I was going for because I was trying to do a Scottish red.
3: <laughs> okay. And I went,
2: well, I'm going to ferment it because I went through the process anyway. Yes. But uh, let's see what happens. And I did and I went, oh, that's really good. And I look back about what i bought and i went okay that's an english bitter and we've been making it better ever since uh this one's actually lower carbonation i did 1.8 volumes of co2 Mm
3: -hmm.
2: to try to get a little bit more traditional um still high for tradition but uh i'm really happy with that that's maris otter so british grown malt and then we use british grown hops in it as well Hmm. tasty what do you think i think i like it and now you say you use RO water in the brewery Yeah, we use RO water for everything, um, and I can dial it in to parts per million if I want to, or I can go to zero and then build the water however I want to.
4: So um, unlike, say, the Hellas, you would use a different water profile than you would on this ESP, I assume, right? uh...
2: A little bit, Uh uh, but I've found that the 25 parts per million is pretty darn good. Now we are actually starting to look into changing the water for uh, stuff like Pilsner that needs a little bit different um, profile. No,
4: uh, twenty five, twenty five ppm. You're talking about calcium or, or chloride. Uh,
2: that's just going to be everything. Uh, oh, the just a TDS. Content.
4: Oh, I, see. Mm-hmm. I got you. So what? So what? Do you like? Uh, do you use like a calcium chloride and like on a beer like this that would you'd want to have a little bit more malt character in the background? Uh,
2: no, no, that's all. Just that twenty five TDS. Same, uh, I see. Time. You're
4: just getting it back to some uh, reasonable water. Just put a little something in there.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: But not too much. Okay.
2: Yeah, I like that beer. Do
0: you guys ever put it on a cask at all?
2: I'd like to. I just don't have the room to mm. do a cask system. Yeah, unfortunately, That's... we're we're working with fourteen hundred fifty square feet here, and we've got fifty four barrels of cold side, and <laughs> you have no space.
0: You're, you're probably in a fermenter right now.
2: I could be just about
0: <laughs> well so I mean that brings me up to the to the expansion plans you, you're moving up to a 20 barrel system you said where where is that going to go are you going to uh, build your existing space out or just kind of no more break room
2: <laughs> so we're looking at a warehouse type location uh, in the local area this is mm-hmm. going to be remain a big tap room so we'll take the brewing equipment out of here and make the bar larger no
0: oh, oh, there cool. you go yeah
2: yeah, and then we'll just move brewery off-site to somewhere that's cheaper rent and uh, <laughs> warehouse-type and a loading dock. That would be really
0: <laughs> cool. Oh, geez. Wow, all the comforts of a, 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 a real brewery.
6: Exactly. It's, it's always fun on rain day to make sure that you know it's not raining when we've got to unload it all. <laughs> Seattle, remember?
4: Right, right. How often has that worked out for you? So now they just drop off your pallet in the parking lot and you have to do the rest, isn't it?
2: It's worked out every single time it has not rained on us. I, I bring oh, up a 10 by 10 pop-up just in case it does, oh, but there you, you go. have to get to. Smart. Smart.
0: Um, okay, we have two beers left, the Milk Stout and the uh, New England IPA. Which should, we, which should we have next after this uh, English bitter?
2: I'd go for the Milk Stout, kind of keep that British tradition going. Let's do it. So the Milk Stout is 2018 Washington Beer Awards Gold Medal. Ooh,
0: man. That that aroma, you know, coffee kind of note in there. No, yeah, has a that aroma. dark grain uh, aroma, but it's not that ashy. Yep. It, it's it feels like, it, sm- <clears throat> it smells like it's on the hairy edge, right? Where it's like if any more, and you would smell the acridity and the the acrid malt, but it's not. It's that lovely roasted malt right before it's like it's like peak um, flavor uh, uh, impact on the nose here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like that's I feel like the hard balance to achieve but
3: uh
2: I honestly can't take most of the credit for this one Nick, because uh, Mark Craig the guy you guys met he uh he's been working on this recipe for about 10 years. I have brewed more of it by volume than he has. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I guess that makes you like, have more ownership or uh, whatever. So he's been what did you do
0: like tweak out the recipe every now and then and kind of just make little little tiny massages to it.
2: Uh, from what I understand, he ended up going back to his original recipe, or very close to it, after playing with it for years, and that was what we brewed here.
4: Okay. It's well-constructed.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. It, it ta- uh, In my opinion, a lot of well-made stouts, well, I mean, I think they're well-made because they have this, this flavor, but it tastes like runoff, like wort.
4: Yeah, it's not wordy. It's, just, it's not. Uh, it's not
0: wordy, but it has. But it has that. You know, what I mean that like richness and character yeah. that you would get from a wort, but not overly sweet. Um, so it's that dark grain flavor balance that I, I think is super hard to achieve. I've been i have brewing stouts forever, and, and it's my, one of my favorite styles, and that would be a hard flavor to replicate.
6: I just had a fellow last week in the tap room that came in and he said. I've heard about your milk stout. I really want to try it. And I looked at it and said, I'm sorry, we blew it a week and a half ago. Oh. And managed to find a hidden partial fill bottle somewhere. Um, and he said, okay, when is this on again? I'm putting it in my calendar. When I come back up, I want to come in and have this fresh on tap.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh. Where, where was he reading it about?
6: I have no idea where he'd heard about it. Oh, we geez. also have had a couple people from San Diego come in and say, "Oh, I've heard about your beers. I want to come have some." Huh. Um, it's it's you know we're close to the airport, so we get a lot of travelers. And yeah. I've got some great friends that I've met from North Carolina, from Maine, from New Hampshire, wow. um, all over the country. It's really cool the people that come in. That the brewer from Texas that, yep. that Ross had in, yeah, uh, Blue
2: Owl Brewing. She came by the head brewer there, and we talked yeah. about sours for. I don't know, five or six hours. My wife was texting me, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm <laughs> talking beer. <there." Yeah. laughs> where else would I be?" I'm
4: having too much fun to come home. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: It is. It is interesting with uh, in this industry where it's. Uh, it, it feels still feels kind of like a. Excuse me, like a small industry, but it is. Yeah. But it's worldwide. It's a small community, it seems, but it's worldwide. It seems it's just
4: small just, enough that it's still fun to do the. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, those conversations with somebody that. Yeah, well, in that every minute, back you- to
6: the Pink Boots Tour that we did. Oh, we yeah. had a gal that owns a brewery in Melbourne, Australia. We had a gal from Canada. We had pe- a gal that's um, brewing down in Peru and all over the country. And, I mean, it's just really fantastic to have all these different people come together for this, you know, 13-person tour. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, Tasty. Yeah. It's hazy nice.
4: IPA time. All right.
0: Now, Tasty, here's the, the expert here. on reasonable. hazy IPAs.
4: Yeah, I'm not an expert. No,
0: no. You're the in-house <laughs> expert. I have, like, a, a, a
4: green light, red light on that. I <laughs> but, like semi-dopes.
0: Yeah, well, as far as people in this studio, mm, you drink wonderful. the most of them. They probably doing
4: more than you, for
2: sure. Mm, nice aroma. Mm, wow.
0: How long have you guys been making a hazy IPA?
2: We released it, I believe it was February. Uh, we pilot, or Mark Craig piloted it up for me. He was like, we got to make a t- or a hazy IPA. we got to do it. we got to do it. I'm going... Yeah. We're a German brewery, dude. he's like, no, it's a thing. That You're going to sell a bunch. Yeah. And so by May, he'd done, um, I think, six different test batches. He mm-hmm. sat there and sampled them. I said, I love it. Let's do it. Well, I didn't say I love it because I like German beers. But <laughs> I said, him, let's do it. Um, but I'm going to throw a twist. We're going to use Skagit Valley. So it's going to be 100% local Pacific Northwest beer. Uh, so it's all Yakima grown hops, Skagit Valley malt. And then we use Portland uh cultured yeast okay
4: that's a portland uh, yeast, uh provider
2: i see yeah imperial yeast for that and, one. We're, and where were the most okay. from uh from skagit valley okay well well,
0: well you know i i i like it's
2: the local uh, um
0: yeah you put put your spin on it man you you make that uh make that beer style work for you and for your agenda
2: which is exactly what i think we did
4: yeah i think All so nice. too this is a good one you got the green light <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cheat. There you go. <laughs> That's all I know. Oh. No, it, it doesn't have that aspirin character in the end, which I think a lot of them end up.
0: No, it, it it doesn't, and it's not super uh, velvety smooth. I mean, yeah. it, it is smooth. But the the it, mouth character is, is is smooth, and it's. I don't say creamy because I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know a yeah. whole lot about the style, so I don't want to like mischaracterize it. But there is still a little bit of um, um, I don't know uh, texture. I guess for lack of a better term. Um, in the mouthfeel, which I, I, I like. To me, it, it's – to me, the problem with – well, one of the problem with hazy beers in general is that they're too creamy. They don't really taste like anything. It's kind of like – Yeah,
4: they're muddled, you, so there's an empty spot through the middle of the palate. Yeah, this and beer's I don't nice because like you can taste hops through the middle. Yeah.
2: Yes. Which is, which is part of the reason we still have a 60-minute edition. Well, it's really small 60-minute edition. Mm-hmm. We're using Magnum in there, watching to grow Magnum. Mm-hmm. Um just because I wanted to help keep that IPA character, and I didn't want it to be muddled. I wanted to have the yeah. beginning. I wanted to have the end. Exactly. You want to have a finish in the beer, right? Yeah.
4: No, that's yeah. great. Good flavors. So you do Thank a lot you. of late, late edition hopping in this beer?
2: Yeah, that's uh, it's a, like a four-ounce edition of Magnum at 60, and then everything mm-hmm. else is Whirlpool, and then a giant dry hop, and it's Citra Cryo and Amarillo.
0: Okay, the, the Cryo
2: hops. Yeah, Yeah, I actually, I contract brew for another brewery. Um, I can't say who they are, but uh, (laughs) they were the ones that said, we use Cryo Hops in this beer. And I went, okay, I hadn't wanted to buy those because they're stupid expensive. But once I had some in the cooler, I said, well, I may as well use them in some of my stuff too. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Yeah, so I ended up spending, I don't know, $4,000 on an order of Cryo Hops the other day just because we're selling so much of that hazy IPA. How does that work out alpha beta wise? Isn't it like twice the alpha? I mean. It's twenty six point two alpha. All right.
4: So, so you said citra, right? Citra. citra right? Oh, yeah. Uh So just normal citra is going to be about half those numbers, right? Like, or less. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, proper, yeah. So okay. So you you use half as much to get the same effect, right? And that'd be exactly. true. You don't the, get the vegetal out of it. And you don't get as much. You, know, you get bigger knockout. You, you, so you get more beer out because you're not putting as much vegetable yep. matter in that takes away the beer. So I just thought, I just wonder if if per person ran the numbers in terms of like you get more beer, you get uh, you could use half as much. I wonder if it's as expensive it, it, as it appears on the uh, on the invoice, in terms of uh, what it, you know. How, if question more to make. I'll that beer.
2: too, and then I just stop wondering and put it in because yeah, it's damn good. and That's our number one priority.
6: <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. The first time. Well, he had it, about it, making money. And, and the cryo in, and he, he then sent me a text saying, "You know, I feel dirty." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to pull a
2: Cuban cigar out of my stash and smoke <laughs> that down.
0: Right, right, right. But now, but now, tasting it, you feel clean.
6: exactly (laughs) and i've had a lot of people say okay i don't want those fruity beers i don't want this and that and but i want an ipa it's like well okay we've got three i'll I'll describe them and hand them a sample of each and like oh my god i want this one it's like well that's kind of the citrusy one like no no this is so clean this is so just summer and amazing and wonderful and yeah we we sell a boatload of it
4: good well you're you're uh, customers are some lucky people i think they're uh getting a, a a good uh get some good options when they roll in there well thank you yeah absolutely
0: and you know again I, I diversity is the key in in a lot of things but i think it's none more important i mean none more important but uh then the tap room than than the brewery why you know we craft beer fought for long and hard uh <laughs> you know to to give people options and then you roll into a brew pub or a brewery or even a bar and it's like we have 20 taps and 10 of them are IPAs and the other 10 are pale ales. Like, well, eh, that's not really, okay. Let's get something going. And and around
6: here, especially in the wintertime, 10 are IPAs and 10 are stouts or porters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which I I love stouts and porters. I don't don't do IPAs. But I I would get bored after the second stout. I'd be like, okay, I want to go somewhere else because there's Mm -hmm. nothing. But I am not, and I've conceded this many times, I am not the average beer drinker. So uh, unfortunately, because I love this Hellas and I wish it was everywhere, like I said, um, but it can't be because it you know like you guys have discovered there's not a whole lot of, of, of market for it. But you know what? You guys are making beers that you want to make, and people are coming over to your side slowly but surely. And, and I think that's what grows this industry more than more than uh, twenty five taps of hazy beers yeah. diversity.
2: And that's what we're hoping. That's why we're mm-hmm. going to get a couple horizontal lagering tanks when we go bigger. Oh, nice! This awesome. We cut and a few, a cut a few job weeks job. off that uh, loggering time. <laughs> yeah, probably nice because that two months is kind of
3: painful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's got to be, uh, that's gotta be uh, rough. Well, Ross and Mary, I want to thank you guys for your time. Um, you guys have, have sent us a lot of beer, and we're going to share this with everybody outside and, and finish what's in our glasses. And uh, if we're ever up in your area, we'll look you was- up. But not the hells. No, the hells is ours. The hells won't leave. <laughs> They're going to go, oh, I thought uh, everyone, they sent you uh, six beers. Like, no. I know. Five. A, five. On the, the hells broke. Five. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, never guys. Never made it. Yeah, never made it. And then maybe the Mexican Live, well, there's a little bit left. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, Four Generals is the name of the brewery. Renton, Washington is the city and state. And Ross and Mary are two of the people who are making it happen. So if you're up in that area, be sure to swing by, check them out. And drink the halus and everything else. To be honest with you, just sleep there. They will uh Ross and Mary will drive you. It depends on how big your party is, but they will drive you to their individual homes, and you can stay there f- for free.
6: Or if not, you know, there's grain in the back. It makes a good bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh All right, guys, we'll let you go. But again, I really appreciate it. Beers are thank turning you, out really thank good. You
2: so much for having us on. Really exactly. This well. has
6: been great.
0: Awesome. Good. They're Glad perfect. you liked it. You. All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys.
6: Bye.
0: Yeah. That was cool, man. Nice. <clears throat> that was also brought to you by, oddly enough, not oddly enough, but uh, appropriately enough, I suppose, the American Homebrewers Association, mm-hmm. which is, as you know, a community of more than 45,000 individuals who share a common passion, beer. Since 1978, the AHA has promoted and advanced the most delicious Hobby in the world, providing brewing resources, supporting homebrew-friendly re- legislation, offering exclusive member details at breweries and homebrew shops, and hosting one-of-a-kind events like Homebrew Con and the National Homebrew Competition. Join your beer-loving peers at homebrewersassociation.org. dot org. Man, putting Homebrew Con and then National Homebrewers Competition in the same like thing—it just yeah. reminds me that it used to be Home NHC, and I yeah. and I like that better.
4: Yeah. It was confusing when they had, t- it was two NHC events in the same place.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was At the true. Same time. Right? It was true. And I, yeah. and then I feel dirty talking about NHC, meaning the competition, yeah. um, because I feel like I shouldn't say that anymore. It's a yeah. whole thing. I, I wonder if they're going to keep it. I guess they have to, right? They've invested a couple of years in Oh, that for now, sure. Right? Yeah, they, yeah,
4: they, yeah. There's no point. It's, yeah, it's hard to get something to catch on. So starting yeah. over again, would be kind of silly.
0: Yeah. Hey, I see your shirt. The Suds Duds Society shirt. Yeah,
4: they gave this to me. It's a nice shirt, great feel, fits good.
0: Awesome. Well, you know, that is the brewery T-shirt membership where members receive a T-shirt, beer merch, and a homebrew recipe from a different brewery each month. And a portion of each membership goes to the highlighted brewery and to sponsor a local homebrew club in their area. So it's not just a company making money on... Uh, someone else's, you know, homebrew mm. recipe and then a, you get a t-shirt or whatever. It actually goes back to the community and back to the people who nice. who help make it all possible, wow. which is uh, very rare these days. So join the society in the month of July to receive two additional pieces of throwback beer merch and homebrew recipes with your first brewery package. Go to SudsDudsSociety.com and use promo code Army at checkout and you get a discount on top of all that other stuff.
5: It's kind of like a subscription box for beer lovers.
0: Uh, th- yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm drowning in live reads right You're now. Fucking the- <laughs> 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 Just keep swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about that? So, uh well, and you know, part of the problem is is me and I can't focus. I I I feel like I should have a producer um to help me uh, Don't be rude. <laughs> to help me go through speaking just, of being cut rude. Her off now. Um Bev dyed her hair. And it looks really good. <laughs> She came to my house the other day for our ears up recording earsuppodcast.com, dot com um, and uh, you know all, everything Disney and it's uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, this hoe had blue hair she had blue hair she looked she kind of looked like that broad from Are You Being Served uh,
4: blues come I see a lot of blue hair
5: I, <laughs> I just I just
4: see it on bit. that's all.
5: no it's not
0: no it's not it's, but it's, I wish it was no it
5: is blue like no but it's not it's not a look for Bev for sure it's a
0: you blew yourself
5: I blew. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, Abby wants to be this character from this cartoon for Halloween, and she keeps asking me to dye her hair because her cousin, who's quite a bit older than her, dyed mm-hmm. her hair for last Halloween. And her cousin's she, 89. She thinks that her, I'm as crazy as her I mean, mom.
4: You're a parent, yeah. but, you know, no is a great word as a parent.
5: <laughs> well, right, well, but I was like, okay, so I found this shampoo, and it's color depositing, and it's temporary, so I was like, oh, oh okay, so it's, it's temporary. We'll try it. I tried it, wanted to try it out on myself so it's first. not.
0: It's not dye, it's shampoo.
5: No, bitch. This is dye. I've washed my hair like nine oh, I'm times. Kidding. I'm using like most clarifying. My hair feels like straw. I've washed it so much. Oh, and God. like my bathtub is blue. My hands were I'm blue.
0: blue <laughs> That's
5: the song that Sam keeps playing. <laughs> it dyed and stained everything. I mean, oh, it's sure, gradually yeah. cleaning up and washing off and washing out. My scalp was blue. My yeah. ears were blue. We will not be putting ears this on <laughs> Abby's head.
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, like, Good for you to be a guinea pig.
0: But Uh, I'm also really glad I tested
5: it on myself.
0: Um,
5: So for now, my hair's just blue.
0: (laughs) Before I go any further, are you a professional brewer? Are you planning on submitting beer to JBF? As you're preparing your next medal-winning recipe, send some of your finished beers to White Labs for the next Big QC Day and save on a bundle of analytical services. All you need to do is purchase a Big QC Day test kit before August 6th and get your sample submitted before August 20th. White Labs will test your beer for IBUs, alcohol content, a whole bunch of other stuff. Go to whitelabs.com slash big qc day. So when Abby saw that on your head, did she still want to do it? Or was she like, mm, yeah, that doesn't look good. She
5: told yeah. me I looked like. That's not a
0: good look for you.
5: Well, what I said to her was, I was like, does my hair look like, is it the color that you thought it would be that you want for whatever the ladybug thing that you want to be? <laughs> and She's like, no, you look like the girl from The Incredibles. You know Here's the daughter because her hair is like blue black.
3: Yeah. Okay,
5: yeah. I was just like, "Cool, well, good thanks." She
4: should just go to ha- Halloween. That's her. That's her. Thanks, now.
5: Abby. So, yeah. Honestly, I didn't. Ex- My hair is quite dark naturally. I did not expect this to show up whatsoever. Mm.
0: Yeah, it, I thought you were. It did. I thought you were having a goth phase.
5: No, no, definitely. I, I feel like, like
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out to the parking lot with Bev, and she's yeah, like, "Hold I on, should, let me light up I a, a, a clove <laughs> cigarette and listen to Morrissey on my way yeah. home."
5: Okay, okay.
0: No, fishnet um, stockings.
5: I look like that old in. chick yeah. trying just a little too hard.
0: Yeah, you're trying to be relevant.
5: No, I'm. I don't want to be like. Come on, <laughs> you're
4: fine being an old woman. Okay, yeah. I get it. yeah,
0: yeah. I get I'm, it. Li- I'm listening to the audio book of Interview with a Vampire. Hold on, I need to get more vanilla flavored clove cigarettes.
5: I'm fine with my, vanilla, my <laughs> vanilla brown hair. Like, I'm good with that life.
0: Vanilla brown?
5: Just boring. Boy brown.
0: Oh, got
5: it. I don't dye my hair, so it's... Well,
0: you know what's not boring? Great Fermentations.
5: They're, they're not.
0: You go to greatfermentations.com. They're the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. Uh, like them all over social media at GR8Fermentation. Greatfermentations.com. Good people. Great support people. the show.
4: Wonderful people.
0: Did we already talk about Warren, about why he's not here?
4: Yeah, yeah. He no, but lost his phone. He's looking for
0: it. He lost his phone. He was looking yeah. for it. Apparently, so, yeah. Should so we give I, it a call? <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: apparently, it's off. He was emailing me. And I'm like, how are you emailing me, first yeah, of all? Well, but um, he was like, yeah, I was like looking for it online. You go to Google and do something and Yeah, you can register your phone. your
5: phone, and it'll ping it for you.
0: Of course, Warren did. Uh, whoever has it turned it off. So yeah. I feel like that's going to end up in China. Oh, it's stolen. <laughs> it's stolen and sold already. Yeah, and, uh, it's probably
4: changed hands twice.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. gone, man. Yeah. But uh, he gave some uh, some speech at, again, we're talking about some, some craft beer thing. I don't yeah, know what the yeah, fuck he was doing. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. But it was on, like, diversifying Spoke, your beer portfolio. You know, beer lineup. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, I think, yeah. And apparently his hard drive died the night before oh, his presentation. Yeah, no presentation. So he, so he had to it. stay up on the plane, puppets. <laughs> and uh, no, he had. To, I think he even had to borrow a. Com- yes, he had to borrow somebody's and computer start over again. and start all over again before his talk. So the kid had like sixty percent of his shit memorized because it's a war and he's sure. a semi robot. No, no. But he was. He texted me after. He's like, that did not go well. Like why? And he told well, me the he had whole a different thing. Expectation. it may have gone yeah. fine, but yeah. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. And um, Jace had invited Jace from Shells. Oh. We had uh, Jace Martin on. Marty. Yeah. Jace yeah. Marty on. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, and he was like, "Yeah." And Jace was like, right in the front row, staring at well, me the entire a, time. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I've made it really worse." I'm like, no, no, no. "I'm sure you did fine. You did. Yeah. Um, Only you
4: knew what the what you expected. They they were open to whatever you did. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it was. I'm sure
4: Warren." I don't know. I can't be sure. But I mean, he knows what he's talking about. That's where it starts. I mean, uh, you know, has gone as smoothly as he hoped, but uh, right? Yeah, it's yeah, too bad he lost it like that. Wow.
0: Speaking of craft beer, craftbeer.com, dot com, whose mission is to tell the stories behind America's small, independent breweries and the cities and businesses that support them. It's a community full of passion, authenticity, creativity, and camaraderie. Explore the world of American craft beer at craftbeer.com.
5: Have you ever watched Warren look at his phone? Oh
0: yeah, I don't want to pick on the kid. Begs? Well, no,
5: I just want to say. Why didn't he bring a laptop?
4: I think he did. No, he did, but his hard drive died. Yeah, the laptop, uh, yeah, that's what happened. He had two problems. Lost his phone and his hard drive. Yeah.
5: Oh, my goodness. He had a
4: technology. He had two though. technology problems, yeah. He
0: ex-
5: yeah. He's he's a magnet. He's his a, insides are magnetic. <laughs> that's what happened.
0: I He needs one of those hip, the hip-like uh, holsters for your phone.
5: Yeah, yeah. he does. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: kind of surprised. Or a fanny pack. Trying to push fanny packs for years now. This would be a perfect example of why a fanny pack would be beneficial to you.
4: Yeah, they're coming back. What do they call them? Uh, belt or waist bag or something? Waste. They don't call them fanny packs anymore. Is it? Oh, they don't. Or waist. It's
5: like a bag. hip hip bag. Hip,
4: hip bag or waist bag or waist something. Mm.
0: Whatever. You know, what's not a waist bag. The city of Concord. Oh yeah. It's the perfect place. What it is is the perfect place to start or expand your craft beer business. It's centrally located. Sort of centrally located in the Bay Area. It boasts a strong, craft beer-loving demographic, which that is very true. Historic downtown is experiencing a boom. They're going to have a new apartment develop in the pipeline, all this kind of stuff. Uh, industrial parks are centrally located off major freeways. And uh, EJ Fair started there. Ale Industries started an industrial park. So um, we have some uh, craft beer Get some cred. history out here for sure. Yeah. Uh, the City of Concord's economic development team is ready to help you. Find a successful location to meet your business needs. Give Brian Nunnally a call at 925-671-3018. Good old Brian. All right, Brian.
4: Yeah. hook you up. Get you going out here.
0: Yeah, get you going out here, man. Uh, you know, Concord, we have a couple uh, ale industries. What, moved to Oakland, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. Uh E.J. Farah out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't think there's any breweries in Concord.
4: Black Diamond's gone. Uh, Epidemic Ales is out. Uh, oh, they are? Out there, yeah, they're out there n- where Black, near where Black Diamond used to be. I mean, Okay. I, 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 All are. right, so we got one. Yeah. Right. Man, and how big
0: is our city? We got a lot of people, dude. I'm, sur- I'm actually surprised we don't have as many breweries as, um, I don't know. It, 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 doesn't Walnut Creek even have a couple breweries?
4: Uh, well, they had one. Uh, as far as brewing beer, I don't think they have any right
3: now, no.
0: Hmm. But, uh, well, I don't think that's true. Yeah, Concord has 128,000 people. Yeah. And we have one brewery to service that. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. What we need is Drake's to open up a tapper out here.
4: Drink i oh, will get them on it. All right. They have great beer. I'd love them to be out here. Wouldn't that be good? It would be good. Stick dealership number two.
0: They should really open it in, in in Oakley because I've been, I've been uh, planning yeah, out there for a wishing. whole fucking year. We yeah, should be ready dude. Next up the street from you, we have nothing to drink out there. There's a couple like craft beer bars, but they're in Brentwood, and Brentwood, Brentwood is yeah, yeah, is yeah, farther yeah. away and snobby. No, no, you, yeah, yeah. no Oakley's so. my people.
4: <laughs> we have to give it time. You got you just when you, you, you kind of like going back into the past because you're they're further back on the craft beer timeline. <laughs> well, so you just tr- have to go back, you know, five years when it was like here. You know, you just have to wait. Or yeah. travel over here. I travel to Oakland because they're further ahead than we are. So Are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're further ahead. Yeah, they're further ahead on their timeline. So
0: you're you're a fucking time traveler.
4: Yeah, basically that's what you do. You, you, you can go you can go to the beer future by going to the yeah. bigger area. You,
0: you know. kind of like Doctor Who, but you're more like a Doctor it, What. It's a lot
4: it's a lot like that, actually. Yeah, when I'm you doing go when I go to like time travel, bit, when I go look. to another country, I go like, yeah. "Oh yeah, this is the way Fresno was a few years ago." You know? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and I'm hoping that, I mean, being in the middle between essentially like Fresno and <clears throat> the Bay Area or, the, or Oakland, I guess, you know, Oakley is kind of situated centrally. I'm hoping that wave will kind of move forward. I don't, I don't know how it skipped the other side of Mount Diablo and then went out into like the central Co- or central California. I don't understand how that happened. Right.
4: Well, you know, the demand will, will uh, be fulfilled. So if you could get a bunch of beer drinkers out there and somebody will build
0: one. Yeah, but by then, like, the new thing is going to be, like, like uh, vodka pills that you shove up your penis or something like that. Like, <laughs> that's going to be the new thing. Craft
4: beer is going well, to just... that's way into the future.
0: Well, look, man, I'm, uh, I'm out here living my best life in 30, 38. So I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. I'll bring you some next time I go. There you I'm, go. I'm due for a trip soon. Yeah, muscle. <laughs> Here, take mm-hmm. this. It's called pee-holing. It's fucking it's like, amazing.
4: You'll love it. Yeah, no one knows. They like the delivery system. Yeah,
0: Elon Musk's robot head does it. It's fucking oh, yeah. amazing.
4: Okay, we should get that guy into <laughs> something about beer.
0: You know what's great about beer is Beersmith. You go to beersmith.com, oh, 21-day free trial, great software, great software. learn how to, uh, what do they do over there, Tasty?
4: Does it all? You can do, uh your... Complete recipe development. Uh, can, yeah,
0: I know what he does. I'm just, I'm just putting you. He's on got the spot. a lot
4: of education on his website. You should check that out too.
0: Yeah, Brad's doing good, man. He has a podcast out there. I think yeah. he has videos and stuff too. Right? Yeah,
3: a lot of, lot of good information. All,
0: yeah, Brad's a good dude.
4: Plus, you get the 21 day free trial.
0: Brad's living up in 30, 38 with me too. Oh, yeah, we shove, we shove vodka up our penises all day. <laughs> And I, am I for one, am excited about You're it. You're all about it, huh? Okay. Well, because, you know, you think of Brad as being mild-mannered, but when he gets a few mm-hmm. vodka pills up his dick, it's... Mm-hmm. Changes everything, it, yeah. The kid goes wild. wild side. I gotta tell him to, like, chill out, then keep your go. eyebrows on, don't <laughs> shave your eyebrows off. He's trying to, you know, he wants to have miniature horses as guide dogs. Oh, like, he's the, fucking Looney Tunes, man. outside the box, huh? Yeah. It's, uh... But, you know, at the end of the day, he comes down... I deliver him back to his family in the appropriate timeline, oh, yeah. and um, everything's fine. Nice. He makes a good BLT. You have some some water. Oh, yeah. It's a good time.
4: Grant's <laughs> a great guy. You know
0: what else is a good
4: time, Tasty? It was,
0: yeah. Brewers Publications, which, as you know, is the publishing division of the Brewers Association with nearly 50 titles in print and digital format, which is key. Because in the future, uh, the when future? you're so drunk off of penis vodka... You don't have time to pick up an actual book because you're fucking. You're You're
4: well, fucking. No, you got to drink in both hands, one up your. Whatever.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you got your dick in one hand, um, and your pill in the other. <laughs> you got to read with your glasses. It's a whole thing. Uh, Brewers Publication is a beer book to fit most needs, whether you're a craft brewer, home brewer, aspiring brewer, or a brew who shoves shit up his penis. Pretty Visit BrewersPublications.com and browse titles on brewing science, the business of beer, beer history, and more.
4: Nice.
0: Speaking of penises. Hasty.
4: Yeah, yeah. What's this segue?
0: Adam and Eve is determined oh. to help you and your genitalia spice things up in the bedroom. Go to adamandeve.com, get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code Army at checkout. And when you do, you'll get the free Big O kit, and that's free. So you choose a, a toy or a movie or whatever you want to do, you get that at 50% off, free shipping plus the big O kit. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. So go to Army, or excuse me, go to adamandeve.com, use code bnarmy and uh, get that. Make your genitalia work for you. Make the internet work for your genitalia. Exactly. I think that's Take the, be of the of new timeline. Great selection of products. Or the new have. tagline. I'm going to email that. I'm going to email that to them. Make the internet work for your genitalia. On adamandeve.com. The tagline. I think so, too, right?
3: Yeah.
0: I think it's pretty good.
4: It's going to work well. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, oh, wait a minute, you're out of... Uh, uh, I'm out of library.
0: Oh, well, I fucking geez, did
3: it, is. it. Oh,
4: that was
0: quick. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you need? Oh, was that it? You were like, right, you were queuing me up for a segue? Yeah. I, I appreciate I, that. I know you didn't have any. <laughs> I'm just glad it's over. Yeah, me too, man. Um, okay, coming up, uh, actually, tomorrow, for those of you listening live, for some reason, um, the one of you... Uh, Warren and I, our brand new show, Heads and Tails, will be here recording live with Bull Run Distillery. I see
4: a bottle of it over there.
0: Yeah, out of Oregon, Mm. out of Portland, Mm. Oregon. Um, Actually, they sent a a five-year single malt whiskey. Bev really wanted open. Mm. She said, it's open it. I can't do that. Uh, 100% malted barley from the Klamath Basin and water from the Bull Run Watershed. Wow. So I'm excited to drink this tomorrow. Uh, Bev will be here, of course. Bevo in the chat. And maybe her hair will be blue. Maybe it'll be black. Who fucking who cares, really? Um, and then on you Monday... <laughs> what?
5: You seem to i
0: I really do actually because uh, i i't don't, I don't pay attention normally, but then every once in a while, like towards the ends i'll catch the like blue hue and I'll, oh yeah, she was stupid um, on Monday, we have family business brewing out of Texas out of dripping springs, Texas uh, yeah. We're going to talk to uh, Nick, I believe his name is uh, I, I, I last time i I got it wrong anyway, so uh
5: actually, I think it is Nick
0: yeah
4: dripping springs, huh.
0: Yeah, it's like a suburb of Austin. Okay, nice. Uh, Nate, it's Nate. Nate. Jesus Christ, dude, I'm stupid. Sorry, Nate, if you're listening. If you're not, sorry, Nick. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, family business. So they just opened, I think, a year ago or something like that. So super small, uh, but I'm excited to talk to to them about uh, all their beers. Then there's an off week going on, and then afterwards on the 20th is Imperfect Produce. Where we have, uh, basically, they're a, well, I mean, they're, what they say, they're a produce company.
5: They're a produce company that sells imperfect produce (laughs) at a discounted rate. So it's basically just not wasting food, which I think is really cool. Selling all the produce that supermarkets won't buy, but they've partnered up with some local breweries. Oh. Um, So actually, I think we're going to have one in the studio as well. Ah. Uh, wheel is that what freewheel out we're of gonna, fremont yeah. Yeah, we're gonna freewheel out of fremont in the studio also they are collaborating together with on a beer oh, well is it called collaboration if they just buy fruit from them no well okay they're doing things <laughs> free <Freewheel. laughs> um,
0: and freewheel is great because they do a lot of english traditional style cast, yeah, right. and a stuff like that yeah, that's so, a great uh, brewery. yeah
5: and then i think we're also just going to have some other samples of beers that are uh just on the market that have used this produce company
0: great That'll be cool. And then um, the following Monday on August 27th, Armistice Brewing will be here and... Out of Richmond. Oh, shit. Yep. Hell yeah, Richmond! Um, and then I've been told that Nate Smith is going to make a, a rare BN oh, appearance preach. sometime before he says what? before mid August, okay. which is fucking coming up soon. Well, it's whatever. Basically next you Monday. Can't nail it down, huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know he's been working hard on some new brain oil tracks, and I've been oh. told that we were going to get a sneak preview right. um, before so the new send album a demo or in yeah. October. Man, that kid! Did I tell you that kid's touring fucking Japan? Wow. Their band's going out to Japan to do some shows, so I think it's pretty nice. cool. All
4: right, tasty. What you got?
0: <clears throat> I think we're ready, right? There you go? Sure. All bring, right. us, bring us out of here. Yeah. Thank you to Four Generals Brewing for coming on the show, sending in a bunch of beer, and spending your Monday night with us. And uh, thank you as well for listening to this show. And uh, if you guys have any feedback on the show, go to feedback at com. Uh, if you want to send any money, that goes to Jason or JP <laughs> at network dot com. Uh, any spare hair dye goes to B E E V O Bevo at Network dot com. And anything else, uh, I don't know. Tasty.
4: No, at right. com. Why not? Beer questions sent it.
0: Yeah, Tasty actually really likes engine block photos. Yeah. So spam him with those. Spam him. All right, guys. We will talk to you later. Be Bye. good to I each miss. other. Later.
4: Of my sky and winning the race.
3: J. P. does as great as his charity.